0: personnel
1: wear the launch platform. Old this year, third launch platform. The Leaving Today podcast. The show about the news, history and attractions of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to episode number 178. If you can't tell, there's a lot of ambient noise in the background. Why is that, Mark? Because we are deep below Sacramento at a store called Stage 9. And um, what's going on today is uh, Stage 9 is celebrating Disney's 100th 100th year year as a uh, company. And they put together like three or four really interesting guest panelists. And also um, procured quite a few art pieces from around the the park itself. Mm-hmm. So right now, Udi and I are sitting in this. It's called the Vault uh, in Old Town, Sacramento. And if I could describe this section, it is uh, it is like a basement, and each of the four walls has it's covered with Disney artifacts, the Disneyland artifacts, mm-hmm. Disney art, um, Disney props. Right there, there's a, um, a ride vehicle for Snow White. Yep. Behind us is a door of a monorail. Yep. And then what else can you say about this park, park? bench? Oh, there's, a, right. there's a, a park bench right behind Udi. Yep. And there's a stage over here where there's going to be some guest speakers signing books and whatnot. Um, and uh, we're going to do some interviews throughout the course of this show. So if it's jumpy, I apologize, but that's just how it's going to work. And we can't really control the background noise. Yep. Um, but, um, Yeah. So that is what we're doing today, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And if, when Troy comes by, Troy's the owner, you know, I just, so we, we just got done doing an interview, and um, it's going to be out of sequence, so. Yeah. But Udi and I are still kind of on this high. Yep. Because we don't really get to meet, well, everyone we meet is fantastic, but yeah. sometimes you, you get that little extra magic, mm-hmm. and that was really with our guest, with Tanya. Uh, she was there, uh, helped to design New Orleans Square, work, worked with all these Disney legends and is there to live the tale. Um, the, to, she's there to talk about it now and share yep. her stories. And, you know, it just makes me so happy that we are a part of this community. Yep. Um, sometimes people laugh and go, you guys do a Disneyland podcast, but, to me, this is what this is all about. It's oh, yeah. like connecting and, share, and sharing, sharing stories, and
0: I feel like um, we belong. Oh, absolutely! And the beauty of it, and we talk about a lot about the the park itself, is how you the reasons why is because you can connect. Yeah. So you connect with people, and these events and things of this nature help bring that up that we have a connective tissue that we can all be. And, you know, my thought is always the same. We need to find more things to be together about, and yes. this is one of the things we can all come together about regardless of anything. So that's oh, one sure. of the beauties of what uh, Walt created, and we continue to celebrate 100 years later.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yep. and that is really is what this is about. And yep. um, if Troy gets a moment, um, he can come talk to us real quick. And uh,
0: Yeah. We're going to try to grab as many of these people as we can. Uh, yes. They have four different speakers. I know we're going to get one of one of our personal favorite people on the, on the planet, Marcy. Y- oh yes, uh, and she's so going to come and chill with us. And uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Yeah, sure she's walking right by. But yeah, anyway. She's
1: walking right by. So the way this, this is, not going to be a traditional LTP show, nope. but it will be one of the shows. Um, so we're not going to do the news. although there's tons of news to talk about. And the randomizer will not show up today. Um, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, but this is just a pretty pretty much a celebration of Disneyland yep. and the Disney company. Yep. So um, I assume the next guest we're going to have on, we're going to jump to. we got to find that person. Yep, we'll find out. Hey, LTP listeners, so we're going to welcome our first guest today right now. Um, Very honored to be sitting next to Tanya McKnight-Norris, one of the first, well, one of the uh, Disney Imagineers, although we learned they weren't called um, Imagineers back then, but here we are today, 63 years later sitting next to Tanya. How's it going?
2: Very well, thank you, and thank you for inviting me to be here.
1: Of course. Thank you for our taking Our pleasure. Us yeah, definitely our uh, pleasure. So why don't you give um, our listeners a little bit of a background, um, how you got started with Disney, or maybe even like before that.
2: Well, I did my training as an interior designer in London, and coming to America, I never expected to be part of a Disney organization, but about a year after I arrived, a friend called and told me of a job at Disney. It was to do uh, interiors for New Orleans Square and she said it's just you know something you could do and I said oh yeah right (laughs) and uh, but I did apply and my husband and I went to uh, uh, Disneyland on the Sunday just to say we'd been there really because we hadn't and on the Wednesday I had an interview Thursday I had an interview and Uh, Friday, they called me and said I had a job. And I leant back in my chair and said, oh, my goodness, McKnight, what have you done? (laughs) And uh, I started uh, to work there, of course. Uh, Bob Brown, who was Walt Disney's son-in-law, was my immediate boss. He was the art director in charge of interiors. And uh, about a year later, I was asked if I would like to travel with Walt and his wife, uh, Lily, and uh, Roy, his brother, and his wife, Edna, Bob Brown and his do- his wife Sharon, the daughter, and awesome. several others like John Hench and Herb Ryman wow. and Claude Coates and wow. uh, all the people you've heard about. Uh, and
1: am kind of shaking here. I'm, yeah. I'm getting little chills. I'm I like, know. Honestly, yeah. all these names I've heard through all the all, all 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 the books, and you were like with them, hanging yeah. out with them. Yeah, these yeah. were
2: these were people I worked with every day. They were my many of them were my friends, and uh, the trip uh, consisted of uh, New Orleans. Where we bought, uh, did research, of course, for New Orleans Square. And we bought many of the antiques that became part of New Orleans Square and also the original Club 33. Nice. And uh, from there we went to uh, Florida for one of the only two times that Walt actually landed in Florida. Oh. And it was still uh, just swamp land and trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bill Evans, who was the horticulturist yeah. for Disney, he yes. was with us. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. he had brought trees from around the world that were in Florida at that time to harden off so they'd be ready when the property was ready. Okay. And then we went from New Orleans into New York for the second year of the World Fair. Okay. And uh, Walt, throughout that trip, was so... Uh, kind to me because in New Orleans he made sure that we went to a different restaurant every evening and for lunch so that I would get the flavor and research. Uh-huh. And then in New York that we would travel each day to a, a different route to a, uh, the uh, World Fair so that I would see New York.
1: Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So that, is amazing. Yep. Yeah.
2: so that was the trip there and I did many projects of course during the years I worked there and ended up with the the haunted mansion which i suppose i'm best known for mm-hmm. nowadays yeah, much yeah. to my, much to my surprise
1: <laughs> did you think the haunted mansion was that big of a deal when you were working on it then
2: no, I, I don't think any of us realized that any of us it was as big a deal as it has become. I mean, we were doing a job, mm-hmm. and I got a whole $125 a week for it. I wow. mean, you know, it was... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, but no, it's a major surprise, and I had nothing to do with Disney for 50 years. So oh. when I did start to uh, be kind of discovered and people started to talk to me about my years with wa- working with Walt... Yeah. Uh, and I happened casually to mention that I designed the purple wallpaper. The yeah. whole thing came to a stop. That? Oh,
0: I know. Can you believe that? Because uh,
2: nobody knew who had done that. And uh, I said, well, I did. And yeah. that's, um, I can remember sitting at my desk doodling the kind of design. And then the first time I saw it at the, in the Haunted Mansion before it actually opened, I looked at it and said, hmm. I designed that. Yeah. Because it was so rare for any yeah. of us to be able to say we designed one thing. Oh, we yeah. did it as a group. Right. We'd have an art director, we have a sketch artist, we'd have an architect, a whole group of us and we'd we'd brainstorm and that's when we got the ideas, that's how things happened. And so for me to be able to say I actually designed something was quite rare. Yeah. We never signed anything. I mean we didn't it was not an ego trip for us, it was no. a job. It was yeah. a job. Yep. Yeah.
1: What was your first impression of Disneyland when you went there on that Sunday with your husband?
2: Well, I didn't really see that much of it, to be honest. We were, we went down Main Street, we wandered into a few of the shops, we went to Fantasyland, we had a hot dog, and we wandered back. That was my visit to Disneyland, wow. my okay. first visit. But I could say, yes, I've been to Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. So you really
1: weren't so much into theme parks at that point? No, uh,
2: no I had no idea what it was, really. Okay. Um, my, I think the reason I was hired was because of my knowledge of antiques and traditional interiors. Oh, yeah. Because that was, is a little rare, or was at oh, that yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it was not something that, uh, it was something they needed. Oh, yeah. So, um, so you really helped out with New Orleans Square, the
0: whole design. Yes. And, uh, go ahead. No, no, I, I just want to say that, that that is amazing because of the, you know, we all have our little place in the park that we really enjoy. And that happens to be one of my favorite. You know, I like everything, but New Orleans Square is such a it's kind of out of the 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 bane of what the rest of the park innocent and so unique because it's more based on reality.
2: I was about to say that's the only part I think of almost I think all the theme parks that really is based on mm-hmm. reality. Everything else is, is combination or mm-hmm. is fantasy.
1: Yeah, fantasy, yeah, and, and that, that that land, you know, it's the only park that has that land, and every park is slightly jealous, yeah. I think, because we we, ha- we are blessed to have such an awesome land to, to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's changed over the years, as is natural, but mm-hmm. uh, it still has the essence of New Orleans as we created it back in the 1960s. And of course, Club 33 was one of also the things that I worked on the original one that has changed dramatically too but
1: so what aspects of club 33 did you work on
2: the interiors uh, yeah. we choosing the furniture the colors the fabrics the um, the whole design decor i mean it was a collaborative effort mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, we bought a lot of the antiques as i said in new orleans for uh, specifically for it okay and uh, that too has changed dramatically over the the course of the last 60 years.
1: change for the better, you, you think?
2: or well, changed totally differently. It's okay. now got an Art Nouveau motif, which uh, uh, there is an ordinance in New Orleans. I don't know if it's yeah. still in effect, but it was when I was working that there would be no Art Nouveau in uh, the Boqueray, in the old town in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So that's we adhered to that very okay. strictly. Yeah. And uh, the, But the new club is definitely Art Nouveau. So...
1: We have not been blessed enough to go
2: into the, into the club no. yet. Well, even the doors uh, on the street mm-hmm. have an Art Nouveau motif. Okay. So it, but it's different time, different people, different uh, yeah. way of thinking. Yep. Yeah. And so you have to accept that things get changed. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, going, the, going back to the wallpaper again, when you designed it, did you think it was going to be purple and black, or did you want it to have a different color? Or?
2: No, no, that was the original color, okay. yep. and, and thinking about it, because people ask me why purple. Well, I've tried to think of another color that I think is spooky.
0: No, I agree, you cap- it, it, capture- it adds to the whole thing. I mean, when you talk about the mansion, for me, it's a live entity, correct? You know, the, the building, everything you're doing. It's completely alive. Um, yeah. When you walk up where, you know, daytime is one feel, definitely at night it, it adopts an entire different feel. And when you go in, having that wallpaper is one of the things that, I don't know, I always gravitated to. I, m- my history with, with Haunted Mansion as a little kid, scared. Don't go in. Ghost. And, and the whole thing. Now as an adult, it is my, one of my favorite attractions. I often I often finish my day at the park in that attraction. and And just having your wallpaper there and having that design just like pulls you in and the coloring and everything just helps like the whole vibe of the whole entire attraction from beginning to end.
2: Well, I think there are two things that you've just touched. One is that your attention to detail, and many times when I'm talking to people, I try to tell them, please, look at all the detail, look at the, the tradition behind what we've done, look at the research, think of the people that worked on it, uh, leave a lot of the magic to the children, but think of what actually you're looking at and be experiencing. And uh, it's, it, to me, that is part of the magic itself, mm-hmm. that we have managed to create this, yeah. that has become so beloved. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, stage nine, where we're recording right now in Sacramento, they have an incredible ex- exhibition of a hundred items to do with mm-hmm. Disney, to uh, celebrate the hundred years with, of Disney. Mm-hmm. And two of the items are actually original things from the original Haunted Mansion. One is a piece of lace curtaining and another is a piece of wallpaper oh. that was in the uh, the main stretch room okay. from the original mm-hmm. uh, room. Yeah. And things again have changed. They're not all yeah. uh, as I uh, had um, put in, right. but um, they're similar in context because we wanted everybody so far has kept the theme and the feeling, although the attic, uh, has changed. I love the attic I did. I bought all the, the attic junk from a from a friend from her attic. And it was a real attic full of, of stuff. And uh, I really loved that, but it's changed uh, obviously over the years. Yeah.
1: Uh, I just, you know, we, we do, Udi and I, when we go to the park, we, we do spend time looking at yeah. the colors and themes and, and artwork. And and none of it is lost on us. I can yeah. I can tell you that. Much. That's great. Um, and I've got two daughters who are in their early twenties now. When we and we go to the park often, and they all oh, they still want to run around and do stuff, but I'm like, no, guys, you got to stop and look at everything. You know, look at why is this here? Why is this mm-hmm. color here? And like, and just you know, um, appreciate all the labor and love that went into building this park yeah. and. Uh, yeah.
2: There's an excellent book um, that Marty Caracas Smothers, whom I think you're going to interview, wrote, and it's a, a very inexpensive paperback that I think is called Walk, Walk in the Park with with Walt. Yes. And it, it goes into many of the hidden treasures mm-hmm. that are in the park, many of which I didn't know oh, okay. um, or had forgotten because I had nothing to do with Disney for 50 years, right. and your memory does get a little lax after that. But one of the things to me that was so exciting was to see some of the original... Music machines that he had bought. He bought a collection, yeah. and there's one wonderful one in uh, the uh, Pendleton shop yes, yeah. that very few people ever see. Yep, yep. And so it's nice. it's quite um, quite exciting to see that. And uh, we put our nickel in, and Marcy and I danced to it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we had a blast. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, awesome
1: so um have you been so you've you've been in the park a lot since
2: no, maybe three times maybe. Oh, three times wow okay. Yeah.
1: I was gonna ask you what what your favorite attraction was.
2: Well the day that I went was actually with Marcy Caraca's Mothers, who's become a very dear friend yes, and amazing, it, it, was, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. it was yes it was my first visit in 50 years okay and it was a perfect day yeah it, the, it was supposed to rain and it didn't the, okay. the trees were in full bloom every ride and many of them I had not been in a uh, few of them I had been in but not for 50 something years okay uh, but every ride we were in and we came out something good was happening Um, the uh, small world the clock was chiming others uh, talents walking by or some special thing and then the very last was the uh, Mr. Lincoln which had changed and I it was so emotional I thought it was incredibly well done Mm. and we came out from there and the uh, 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 quartet uh, had just Dapper dance had Mm -hmm. just arrived and they had just walked onto the steps of the station and the band had started to play oh, as the, the beginning of the lowering of the flag oh. Oh, yeah. so I mean just walking out into that was a perfect ending to a magical day and it really was a magical day because it was uh, just perfection and uh, one of the, um, I mean every time I would go down there to work you are always looking at detail, you're looking at what the people are watching or always doing something yeah. you're not just enjoying it but that day, truly, I could—I really felt the magic of Disneyland.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Campus. No, I think, and and <laughs> that kind of day is what makes that park so different from anything. And we talk about it often—the the, the vibe and the feel—and and we talk to other people who love the park, and they always say it feels like home, and they always a a sense of magic, and all those things is like are missed on a lot of people, and that's why when that happens, you can realize that it just heightens the whole experience. To, to and I think that's what. One of the beauties of what Walt created was that right there, having the ability to create memories out of nothing—maybe not tangible, physical—but having the, the the feelings and the emotion that you get from all those little tiny things happening. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think each person brings their own series of memories from the park because each part is different, and mm-hmm. uh, each time you go through a ride, you see something different. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's an amazing place. I have. Uh, I was part of the group that started to do the original concepts for Walt Disney World but I had not been there until a month ago oh, wow. and that was my yeah. first trip oh, my and uh, I mean I remember it as a as I said on my trip to New Orleans it was just flat land yeah. but now I mean it's it's enormous and okay. it, all the trees have grown up and yeah. uh, but yeah. it's just an amazing place too is, yeah. so and uh, I was staying at the uh, um the one with all the animals, oh, uh, the Animal, uh, Kingdom Lodge. Animal Kingdom yeah. Lodge, and I mean, see a giraffe walking outside my bedroom door in the morning was really quite something. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you don't see that too often. No, no. Oh. So <laughs> you, so you, you. spent the day with Marcy at Disneyland. I assume food was part of it, since she's really into food.
2: Oh yeah, but she is a she is a tremendous. Uh, Disney historian. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really yeah. her thing. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, just started with the food, but yes, she's a food geek. But she's oh. also an enormous g- g- Disney geek. I mean, I've learned so much from her. Oh yeah. And uh, it's it's a, such a pleasure to have as a friend and um, just uh, uh, escort around Disneyland and Disney World. She was oh. there too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. So so, uh, but it's, it's um, uh, this whole. Uh, Meeting the fans is something uh, very special because it's not a part of my world. (laughs) And uh, to find that they are so enthusiastic and so uh, appreciative of what we have done. Absolutely. It's very, very flattering and uh, it's very uh, humbling Mm -hmm. um, because no one, I think, especially when I was working there, I would have thought this would be such a phenomena. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was just a job. It was exciting in many respects. I mean, I was working with Mark Davis and Herb Ryman and John Hench and Mary Blair. I did the color corrections for her, for her tiles, when she wasn't in town, uh, Roly Crump, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, all of the people that are uh, legends now, Bob Gurr, yeah, Gerr,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: um, they're all uh, we're all just p- a part of my life and part of my friends. Working with them, it wasn't thought of as anything special. No.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think it's very, very, very special. Oh yeah, well, you know, I do now. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, yes, it's uh, it was, but uh, it was a wonderful world.
1: For sure. Yeah. for sure. So I don't know how much time you have. But, uh, well,
2: I don't know about your time. Oh, no. Oh, we have got, all the time, the time in the world.
1: I know is supposed to start at 11. Yeah. And I just don't, I want to be respectful. Yeah. It's 11 right now. Yeah, I yeah. think I
2: better serve. So. But thank you so much for your interview.
1: Oh, of uh, course. Thank you so thank much you for so taking much. time. I feel yeah. very honored to meet you. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah.
2: I hope so, too. Yeah. The best of luck, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank all you.
1: Right. you. Can get okay, here we are. Um... Welcome to episode number 178 of the Leaving Today podcast. We are doing live at underground Sacramento Correct. at Stage 9 at yep. the vault. Um, we just got done with an interview uh, with a very special guest, so you're going to hear that later. Yep. And, and honestly, I'm still buzzing right now. Yep. um Because it's very rare we get to sit next to Disney royalty. Yeah, legend. Legends. Legend. Legit legend. And um, if you can see, Udi's got a great smile on his face. Oh yeah, I love is, it. Which is very rare for him. <laughs> um, but Marcy just walked in right yeah. now, one of our friends, so we're going to say hi to her. Yep. All right, LTP listeners, we're having another guest right now, and as I said before the show, we're going to be coming in and out and doing um, mm-hmm. Yes, and this is where we are. No stranger to the show, a friend, family member of the LTP, it's Marcy Kirkus-Mothers. Hello, Marcy.
4: Well, guys, and here we are in Sacramento. Now I'm in your hometown, so it's so great to be here.
1: Yes. The last time we actually saw you face-to-face, we met you in your office in the Plaza Inn. Mm -hmm. That's
4: right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I have a lot of offices when I write at Disneyland, but, you know... That has power right there, right? So, oh, yeah. there are two tables on the outside on the patio, either side, there's an outlet there. So, and it's quiet. And my friend Steve Valkenberg, shout out to Steve, I think 45 years now as a cast member. Oh. He's one of the managers at the Plaza Inn. Mm-hmm. And if any of the LTP family have not gone to the Plaza Inn and asked to speak to Steve, this is my top recommendation for today because he knows all the history about the restaurant and he can show you where Walt's table was.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I did not know about this. So, if I'm walking, into the plaza and and I go find a seat or something can I ask one of the hostess for can I talk to Steve
4: yes I highly advise, ask for Steve Valkenberg. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. Oh, I'm telling you. As a Walt historian, it's made me cry. But a friend of mine had said, you know, she was in the parks, and I was in the parks too, but working. And she said, where do you think I should eat? We met in Frontierland. And I said, well, you know, the obvious question is it's so hard. What type of food do you like? Do you want to sit down and relax? You're on the go. She goes, no, we want a quiet place. And and I said, well, for Walt history, you know, you really cannot beat the Plaza Inn. And I told her about the fried chicken, if you want me to tell the fried chicken story. and uh, I said, ask for Steve, and, uh, and he'll tell you where Walt's table is. Okay. So she goes, and Steve's not there. Oh. And so she gets a cast member, and she said, excuse me, can you please tell me where Walt's table is? And she says, I don't know who Walt is or where he
0: sits. Oh, no. no.
4: (laughs) So, poor thing. I'm sure it was just a young, new trainee. I'm really not dissing on that. That happens. Not everybody, you know, it was the easy mistake. She really thought they were asking about, you know, Walt, one of the guests. So, anyway, but, of course, you guys know that I want everyone to know everything about Walt Disney history and the importance Mm -hmm. of that restaurant to him. So, when I say this is where Walt's Table is, it was at some time Walt's Table. What, What Steve was really careful to say is, you know, is lost. He hasn't been there that long. He may have sat at other tables, but you see photos with him, and if you sure. match them, mm-hmm. sure. so you walk. in. said, so, "See, that, Mark, it took me so long to get to your answer. <laughs> it was a simple question. Yep. If I walk into the plaza and where's Where Walt's table, then you got a, you know, got another." Uh, Whatever. Thesis from me. Uh, so you walk in, and then you see where they make the salads, which, by the way, when the Cobb salad is in with the Thousand Island dressing, great salad. Okay, yeah. yeah there's two atriums, left and right, mm-hmm, as yeah. you're facing, as you walk in. It's on the right, and it's pretty much sitting right there in front of the busing station. Okay. It's okay. It, yeah. It's pretty easy to see it. It's a four-top. Okay. And once you see it, and if you look in some photos, including one in Eat Like Walt, you'll see that Walt's sitting there. Okay. So, pretty cool.
1: Another question, a question about the uh, plaza, and... Um, Prior to Club 33, isn't that where they had special meetings in that in that building?
4: Yeah, he had two. So if again, if you're looking at the Plaza Inn on the right-hand side, across from the baby station and first aid, you'll see these old triptych-style windows. That was called the, the Disney Room and the Hideout. I found a memo in 1949 where Walt says, you know, it was a thing about budget cuts. You know, and imagine what they had to cut in 1954. They built it in a year, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said the hideout stays, you know. So I was always intrigued about that. So he called it the hideout, also known as the Disney room. And it was a big room. It could have, you know, at a big table. It had a private restroom. And I have the photo of that book. I didn't have that photo for Eat Like Walt, but Mm -hmm. it's in Walt's Disneyland. So you can see the scope of the room. And also, if you do go across from first aid and the baby station, you can look in those windows and know, hey, that used to be Walt's. But what happened is when Walt took over the Plaza Inn, at first it was Swift's Red Wagon Inn. When Disneyland opened in 1955, Walt didn't have the bandwidth to operate his feeding operations. Mm -hmm. So this was operated by Swift, right? But within 10 years, he was able to take the restaurant back. So in 1965, with Dorothea Redmond and John Hench, he redesigned the restaurant, he was very hands-on, but they realized they needed a bigger kitchen. So that became the, they used the space that was the Disney room. They moved his hideout across the other atrium. And if you go to, it's much, it was much, much smaller. But if you go to the Tomorrowland restrooms, and you are looking in the very, very back of the wraparound porch. You can see a door that has stained, colored stained glass. Mm-hmm. Still there, same door, and that was Walt's hideout. But
1: hold that- on, Tomorrowland restroom is the one, the ones that are right out of uh, Space Mountain all the way. Around.
4: No, 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 the ones at the entrance when you first come into Tomorrowland on your right hand yes. side, okay, ne- okay, ad- yeah. adjacent to the plaza. Okay. End. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, and so that only lasted a short amount of time. Then Walt passed away, obviously, in '66. It was used as a Goodyear Hospitality Lounge, and now it's all. Cut up into different pieces. Mm. But what I think is intriguing, because you're always learning, you know, at least I am as a geek and a curious person, when I was able to go up to Walt's apartment a few years ago without. Work, you know, he'll answer some questions. I got to walk around. You know, normally when you go on the tour, you kind of one place. Now that we could talk about the new tour, I went on it. It's fantastic. Walt's well, Main Street Story. Oh. Really great because mm. you get about 45 minutes in his apartment and on oh, the wow. patio. It's significant time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. uh, really great. But when I was looking at the, two years ago when I had c- kind of could walk around, I saw the door that goes outside to his patio had a very similar multi-stained color a decoration as the door in the hideout. So to me, that was a mark of oh, Walt. Yeah. There's one in his apartment oh. and one in his hideout.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so how did we
1: get on the plastic? Oh, sorry, I don't know. Not, I, I, okay. Your fault. No, I, it, it is, <laughs> it is totally my fault. Yep. Okay, um, so tell us about your National Geographic stuff, where you've been doing that. 100 things, Disney adventures, right?
4: 100 Disney adventures of a lifetime. So yep. after, in, during COVID, I was writing two books concurrently. I was writing my love letter to Walt, Walt's Disneyland, A Walk in the Park with Walt Disney. Which I love. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, the, real, the, the purpose of that, when I was talking with my mentor, Disney legend Jim Cora, after Eat Like Walt, and he said, what are you going to do next? And I said, I want to write a book, and I'm saying souvenir guide, to Disneyland told him Walt's words and the people that worked with him and he made it like he's put it at the top of the list and told me to write to Bob Weiss and it, I sold that book pretty much immediately because the thing is I'm going to get to Nat Geo, but you know I have to go tangential on you. Of course. The thing, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is is there are lots and lots of fact books about Disneyland Mm -hmm. that are great, some that are not so great, but there's really a lot. I I knew that we didn't need another fact book on Disneyland, and I'm not a hack book or a tip book. I save that for the influencers and that type of thing Mm -hmm. and for the fans, you know, to to, to say that. But I wanted to tell the story and preserve Walt's legacy. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing is about feeling what is the feeling that Walt wanted you to have when you're in the park that is obviously still there which is remarkable what did the feeling that he wanted you to have in the emotion when you watched his movies that was really really important to him and so that was my the difference in my book is primary sources all told from Walt's perspective I think yeah. and then also that it's really about stories with a lot of heart and feeling that I think was conveys what Walt had intended and that at least that's my hope and I purposely made it a paperback and small so it'd be sp- affordable and portable. It's the same amount of work, guys, as Eat Like Walt. It's 50,000 words. It has 13,000 words in end notes alone, oh, and endnotes alone, and three years to write. Yeah. So I'm writing that one, and then I took an assignment to co-write a delicious Disney book. Okay, I don't want to be in the cookbook business. That's Pam Brandon's franchise. Mm-hmm. She's been doing it. I don't do recipes, head notes, and photos. But I did, when she asked if we wanted to collaborate, I said I would love to do something for Walt Disney World's 50th. So I wrote a treatment, pitched it, and they bought it, which was great. Yeah. So, but this was during the pandemic, so thank goodness Pam has so many long-term relationships because restaurants were closed, chefs were furloughed, she could call them and she really did a magnificent job on that side of the book. And the beautiful food photography. And then I wrote all the stories. But of course, you know me, it had to be, how can I get Walton here? How can I get Walton here? You know, it's yeah. Walt Disney World. So those two books had gone to print within a month of each other in June of 21. And my editor called me, Wendy Lefcon, also a dear friend. And she said, National Geographic wants to jump into the 100th anniversary game. Okay, this is June 21, right? So it's two years away, not even. And I thought... First of all, I'll admit, I, w- I knew that Disney owned Nat Geo, but I wasn't aware of the circumstances. I would say when I talk to people, 95% don't know, including myself at the time, that when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, National Geographic came with it in mm-hmm. 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this is, they've been with the company for like a couple of years. Now they want to do a 100th type book. And I said, no. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, I just did two books at a time yeah. during COVID very stressful, and I really wanted to relax a little bit. I mean, the old adage about, I just had a baby, let me enjoy the baby I have. Well, you know, and yeah. with twins with me. So so, sure. Yeah, yep. sure. No. But, it, but obviously, common sense prevailed, and I may have talked with you guys about this before, yes. but my mentor, uh, not a Disney mentor, a grandfather-like mentor from Lexington, Kentucky, used to say to me, take the cookies when they're passed, oh. which was a Depression-era Sentiment about You never know where You're going to get More cookies So I said Alright 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 I'll audition right. Really it, She said Yeah thinking Throw my hat in the ring Et cetera et cetera and Wendy, my editor, said, great, you know, I'll connect you with Allison, the Nat editor tomorrow. Well, they're in New York, so when I wake up at 6, you know, there's already a couple emails in my box. And Allison said, hi, Marcy, blah, blah, I've read Eat Like Walt, I've already chosen you the contract attached, <laughs> honestly. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, I was like, and you, wow. honestly, guys, I was like, I was really thought I was just going to be a protracted interview process. Right. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm like. Only maybe had ten days off since the two books were printing. Wow. So I said, "Wow, when do you need it?" And she says, "Well, eight months,
3: at oh seventy
4: thousand words in the contract." Oh and boy. I said, "I don't know." She goes, "We'll have tons of support, you know, et cetera, et cetera." So we set up a Zoom, and we just fell in love. I mean, Allison, I've got the two greatest editors along with Jen Eastwood with Delicious Disney that they possibly can have, and she said, "You know, this is how it's going to work. We'll have." Uh, it's called a locked layout. So Nat Geo, of course, does a lot of 100 best of dives, there's, you know, or yeah. type of list books. And so what a locked layout means is that there are, there's there's entries and there's be like be a portrait or a landscape photo on a page and you have, 600 words for that page or 400 words or 12. And sure. So you write to a number. I've never written to a number. I've been lucky enough with Disney, I write till I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Whether, including a delicious Disney, if it was a short thing, you know, because I couldn't find any more or a long, it, it, I've never had word count before. Right. Ever. So, that was interesting yeah. and uh, you know but then but it was amazing because now we're having the zooms with uh, turned out to be a lot of important people I had no idea who they were um, the first zooms and you know they were like you can pick if you think you have a lot to write about X then you can say this is a 1200 entry or a 600 so mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of latitude with that and I'm grateful for it so that helped to make this daunting task yeah. easier yeah. Yeah. and then the photography obviously natgeo's Geo's known for that so they yeah. just had a team of photographers underneath what as I was sending things looking for the sourcing, the photos, every other book I do, including delicious Disney, at least with the concept art and all that, I a hundred percent choose it myself. Okay. You know, so this was an interesting process. Some, you know, it just, how much was happening, you don't see it. It's invisible. So much mm-hmm. had to come together. Ultimately had a year to write it. And, but what I'd like to say about Nat Geo besides, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to write for them and I can't wait to write for them again, mm-hmm. is in those initial meetings, I say this with, you know, tongue in cheek, but, you know, they really are a yellow rectangle. They are so smart mm-hmm. and they have their, but they're not particularly Disney people. And you guys know I'm not just Disney, I'm a geek, you yeah. know, so I'm sure I was <laughs> overwhelming to them in the meeting. And I kept <laughs> saying, well, let me teach you what blue sky means yeah. <laughs> yeah. and let me this. And I said, but here's one thing that's super duper important to me. I want to have entries that are just adventures with Walt. And they said, what? well, I'm a Walt historian. What We need Walt in this book. We're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, the yeah. Yeah. Walt Disney Company, yeah. emphasis on Walt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they, I explained to them they may not be in the parks, you know, such as the Walt Disney Hometown Museum mm-hmm. or Walt's Barn in Griffith Park. And they said, yeah, sure, okay. So I got all my entries for Walt, and then I said I have a dream person to write the foreword. And they said, oh, who's that? And I said, Joe Rohde. And they said, who is Joe? Uh, and that's okay. They don't know. Yeah, right? right? So I sent them, you know, all the information. And I thought there's no way Joe Rody's going to agree. Wow. I mean, this so smart. If anyone follows Joe Rody on Instagram, you know, you might, basically you are going to college every morning. Yeah. You know, you're learning so much. Mm-hmm. But Joe agreed, which was just amazing. Uh-huh. And then we had, a, there is a limited edition book that's only sold on Shop Disney or in the parks. Okay. It's $100. And it's linen bound. And wow. we were, you know, they were saying, we're going to make it special. And I said, well, I have a dream. <laughs> dream number 15 there, they're yeah. so sick of me. And I said, but you know, pull out ephemera is a huge deal in the Disney world. And I said, I've always dreamed about doing a map where it would outline, can't be all the places, but many of the places that influenced and inspired Walt mm-hmm. around uh, the world. Yeah. And they said, oh, we have 10 cartographers on staff. Do you want us to assign you one? I mean, it really oh, was. Wow. And it ultimately became an amazing artist named Sarah Mulvaney who took my vision the, the, you know, along with the Walt Disney Archives and thanks to Ed Ovalley and Kevin Kern who helped me to choose, you know, the right places that we're going to feature. Sure. And it's just so this beautiful map that you can pull out of the limited edition wow. book. So that went that was released in October, but really intending to be a year long celebration here in twenty twenty-three for the anniversary. Wow. Got to take that in, like I that. Yeah, take it in. <laughs> what, I'm wh- still taking it then, in. Wow! What,
1: so, for your uh, Nat Geo book, what what was the one thing that you learned from that? Did something that you, did- you
4: know? There's a good question. There's so much that I learned uh, because it, I mean I'm new to this. You, I I signed my contract with Disney for Eat Like Walt in October 2015. And that's my first time in the Walt Disney archives. So, you know, four books later, plus the introduction to an American original or the prologue, which was a very high honor. My trajectory is so steep, but that just shows me there's just you know as deep as it is and as hard as I work I have so much to constantly Mm -hmm. learn oh yeah so you know there's a lot of things about the parks that I didn't know you know doing in research and you know particularly oh yeah anything about Pandora World of Avatar you know know, I've seen the movie but I'm not like I don't Star Wars things I don't Mm -hmm. really sorry no, it's fine. Apologies.
0: <laughs> I'll forgive you. Apologies. You were I know you where i, I, I
4: I'm, If, if, if your, <laughs> your listeners could see me looking down in
0: shame. She's like I'm sorry. I, I just yeah.
4: admitted that to you guys. <laughs> so there was a lot, you know, uh, and really not not just what I didn't, what I learned that was interesting was, I don't talk too often about the pandemic because we all, you know, but. So much was closed, we didn't know what was going to return.
3: Right, right, And right. so,
4: again, Nat Geo people don't really know the park, so when I would say, hoop de doo and then, like, oh, it's got flagged, it's not coming back, I said, please save the space. I ah. promise you, if something's coming back, it'll be hoop de doo
1: It just came back.
4: Yeah, it did, it did. But at the time, yeah. you know, it was still probably a year out when I was saying, save mm-hmm. the space. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm going to write the entry, and don't take it, please don't take it out. And so, things like that. And then, oh. uh, when it went to print, and, of course, It'd be a different book now because you know, the world's open, but you know, mm-hmm. it, there's maybe some other things in the future.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Never there known.
4: was uh, the, when I was, you know, like we all do. We wake up and we're reading our, you know, our Disney news. That that. Walt Disney, the trip around the world with Adventures by Disney, excuse me, the jet trip had come out, and the book was just going to print. And I called my editor, and I said, we've got to get this in, you know? So that's actually, you know, not to date the date, but while we sit here at Stage 9 celebrating Disney 100, that trip is still going around the world. So we had to take something out because, you know, and make room, because I thought that is incredible. We have to include it. So my point about that is 100 Disney Adventures, I Another thing I said in that first meeting with Nat to you is it can't all be aspirational. They had already gone to several of the heads of the different departments, cruises, parks, and said, what do you think are the miss items? But so many of them were expensive, Adventures by mm-hmm. Disney, yeah, you know, yeah. that, but, things people can't do. I said, we have to have lots and lots of free things, mm-hmm. oh, you sure. know, and they again, they were great about it, like pin trading. Oh yeah. They did not know about pin trading. I'm like wow. this is very important to know mm. about pin trading. Yeah. And and so when we were at Expo last year for D23 Expo, was honored because again, asked Joe Rody if he would do it with me, and he did. Wow. Oh,
1: jeez. Okay.
4: And we were, like, in the green room, like, two hours ahead of time before the show, and he <laughs> told stories the whole time. I mean, oh, I'm so man. so obsessed with his genius. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I had said to my editor, you know, if we have a Nat Geo and Disney pin, the first one ever, only at Expo, it'll slay. She goes, oh, really? You think so? I'm like, yeah. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know so. Yeah. So they, we had everybody that bought a book the limited edition book at D23 Expo got the first ever National oh. Geographic Disney pin. Oh, wow. Geez. So it just, it's just been a tremendous collaboration all around. I mean, I guess I would say in a way, all three of us, Disney, Nat Geo, and Marcy as the author. It was just mm-hmm. an incredible honor. And and I've, I've already collected all sorts of other things I would add, things that have come online that are new, like, oh. you know, the, the um, I always want to say Woody's Roundup, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Yeah. Have you guys been there yet at Walt Disney World? Oh, You
1: know, I'm going... Um I'm taking my daughters in September, and I actually just booked a reservation for that restaurant yesterday. So great! Is it? Is uh, it great?
4: It's just so great, so immersive. It's such so, yeah. such a thematic, also air conditioned, but it really just hits every last note of, for wow. Toy Story fans. Okay. It's fan- and the food is really good. Okay. So I'll give a little plug. There's a on YouTube where you can find it on my website, MarcyCarrikerMothers.com, but. Last year, I did a show called Drop in Disney that's primarily, at least the first release, is for DVC members, Mm -hmm. and then it goes on YouTube for everybody, and they invited me to be the host going to the Flavor Lab. Now, the Flavor Lab is... Top, top secret at Walt Disney World. It is the e-ticket attraction no one knows about. Essentially they put a blindfold on you and they drive you to the entrance. They don't really, but I mean it's yeah. it's a very secret location. Mm-hmm. You can't geotag it, you can't, it's Im- hmm. impossible. And this is where they develop not just the recipes for Walt Disney World, but the tablescapes, the plates, the cups, the menus, the oh, style really? of everything. Wow. Oh my it is my like among my dream jobs. in right. the, the goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the honor to speak speak there for Eat Like Walt, but I hadn't done an interview with somebody, so Chef Bobby and I met at the Flavor Lab, and it's, it's on, my, again, on my website, or if you do drop-in Disney Flavor Lab. And at the time, they were working on Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. And so he takes me to this development table with the little green men. I mean, he says, what do you think? I'm like, well, obviously, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't sure what I was allowed to say, right. even though I was on camera with permission. Yeah. But I was seeing, you know, the plates, the porcelain white plates that look like paper plates, and seeing some of the concepts for how the food was going to be presented, and got a couple tastes, and it was just... Exquisite. So now I've experienced the restaurant and kind of had a backstage uh, experience. And anybody, any of your listeners can have that backstage experience by watching the show. But oh. um, yes, yeah, so that's my other very long tangential way of saying there's so many other cool things that have evolved since the book went to print. But that's always the thing. A book is never finished. It just goes to print. Yeah. It just never. So never.
1: that might be like a second edition.
4: Um, I can't really discuss what might happen, but I'm hoping something along the lines okay. where I, I will be able to. You know, super, super size it. And yeah. then I'm really, really hoping to do a uh, 10th anniversary edition for Eat Like Walt for 27, which, you know, I've learned so much since that book. And just, it's kind of such a unique way to talk about Walt through the lens of foods. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I have learned so many more stories and actually found recipes from John Hench and Disney Legends John Henth and Dorothea Redmond and from Card Walker. And so for that back section, and it's never been a cookbook, which confused a lot of people, yeah. and I love that. Yeah. Uh, but it was all these vintage recipes that were they had to be in Walt's lifetime. So to find these by from the people that built Disneyland with him, I think is really really cool.
1: That is incredible. All right, all right. So you mentioned about doing that that tour in the park with Walt.
4: Walk, yeah, the Walk and walk, uh, Waltz Main Street USA, I believe it's called.
1: And that, and you can do that now if you go to Disneyland. You can do
4: it now. It is pricier than the other one, I'll tell you that. It's a thing, you know, uh, and but it does have pass holder discounts. Hmm. And it spends about 15, 20 minutes, I'm guessing, just going up both sides of Main Street telling stories. And they're really lovely stories and then you go into his apartment and you're you do get to take your photo where everyone usually does you know by the lamp and by yeah. this but then the cool thing is you go out onto his patio and you have snacks but i mean i think it's like I, i'm sure every tour is probably slightly different time wise because of the amount of people mm. but we had a small group so we were there like i said for 45 minutes between inside the apartment taking photos not our own photos official photos sure and then on the patio, and you you could see Town Square, and you're having your cookies and your Isn't lemonade. is the, the patio in the back? No, it's right in front. Oh, what's if, in the back? Isn't there like, some sort the, of... The, stairways are, the stairwell's in the back. The oh, entrance okay. is backstage of okay. the stairs. Okay. But if you're looking at Walt's apartment to the left, there is a patio, and that was he and Lillian's private patio. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. you know, so in, behind that is the Jungle Cruise. Yes. So you can hear the Jungle mm-hmm, Cruise mm-hmm. going, you know, and then you hear the Main Street USA and Town Square sounds. I, I would personally love to be there for Flag Retreat, being that Flag oh, yeah. Retreat's one of my favorites favorite things oh, to yeah. do at Disneyland.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: So I do highly, and I don't recommend things unless I do them myself and I really liked it and I really, really liked that tour.
1: Okay. Awesome. So any projects coming up now that, you, that you're working on that you can talk about?
4: Well, you know, I'm just about, you know, those a couple books that I have, um, mm-hmm. I have a, oh, I did a Behind the Attractions episode so waiting for that to come out when the oh, new you, season. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just did, they, they added a food one. Oh, uh, okay. So I was going to do some of the other ones about, you know, Disneyland but there's so many really cool I mean you know the day you know there's I don't know who's on these episodes now but as we know in the past they just get the A-listers who Mm -hmm. built the park so I'm like I'll let them do that but it was really fun to talk about some of the food and some of the food history Uh, but that and then I have a couple different projects that are not book related you know one of them is a um, can't say project and (laughs) now there's I I wish I would. If I could, I would. But they're okay. two divergent things that have sure. nothing to do with books. Gotcha. And then, you know, I have my pet projects, you know, I mean, think people that I want to, you know, I I would like to do a story, just a story, an essay about the last six of the original 55ers, the people that built the park. They're still alive. There's only six yeah. or, or start, I shouldn't say I let me let me take two people that worked at the park starting opening year 55 so bob penfield who was a great book yeah uh, is here on the west coast and then the other five are on the east coast including sully billy holscher and dick Nunes. and so i think that i would like to write that just for the historical purposes because sure, yeah. you know they're not they're older and they have such great stories but in the the pitch would be they all have been interviewed a million times would be about the 55ers the 55ers club what that means mm-hmm. and where they are now oh yeah
1: gotcha Okay, so I know it's getting more lively here now, so I know you gotta go sign some books or whatever.
4: (laughs) I don't know, it's getting lively here, but let me just tell you this Disney 100 event, uh, Disney 100 at stage nine is a six week exhibition, so until I don't know what's six weeks from now, but let's see. July of in. August, so yeah. at least yeah, till September. the end of August, right. mid-September, right. come to stage nine and see, because behind me is the original doors of City Hall from mm-hmm. opening day 1955. There is Walt's microphone that he held and used for his tencennial speech at Disneyland. There's a monorail door. There's a yeah. Snow White ride vehicle. Yeah. There is an original... A speaker from the Disneyland Railroad. There's a book that's signed by tons of Disney legends. There's so much incredible. Oh, there's right. one of the the very rare uh, infrastructures or um, um, superstructure. No, what's it called? Armature. Yeah. Thank you. I was searching for that word for Mr. Lincoln at the World's Fair. Yep. So and that's just little. So this is a mm. fantastic place. Just a daydream. And y- then yes. yeah. And then upstairs, the, the coolest Disney merch. Stage Nine is one of the top five retailers of Disney art in the world in America. Is it really? Yeah, no. it is. And I think, for me, you come here and you get your Disney fix. If you're oh, yeah. a Northern California person and you can't get down to Disney, just come and hang out at you Stage Nine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. And we and we will track down Troy when he's not busy. he's running through here with bags and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So we're we'll tracking down and just say thanks for having us here. Quick uh, predictions for you. Where, um, what do you think about Disney forward?
4: You know, I want to see expansion. Yeah. You know, I really do. And if I was, you know, I'll tell you what I, my dream would be. Oh,
1: uh, please, yeah. yeah. Please, please my do.
4: dream would be to have Big Thunder Ranch barbecue there.
3: Oh, my oh man.
4: Yeah, because it's, you know, the idea that you could go to something that iconic without having to have park admission, you know, number one, gives me goosebumps. Because right. who, yeah. you know, it just it, and it's touched so many decades and so many mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. The family style is affordable. The food was always so good. Yes. You know, it lends itself to terrific music and outdoor. I just... That would be my dream. What okay. do you guys think?
0: Well, the, the expansion is... We've been... We've, okay, okay, Let me back this up. We've always thought that we need to do more. And Disney Ford, for me, is the ability to um, reinvigorate the whole area. Um, after the pandemic, we all had to buckle in and buckle down and, and had to deal with all that. And I think we lost a lot of the little connective tissues that we have. And I was telling Mark earlier, this is why we like Disney, because we have that. And so for them to do that and to be able to, to do that, I honestly, I don't, I don't care. Like, give me more, because I think that area has been starved for for a very, very long time. So whatever they can do, would be great and if they, the other, only other thing that I can think of is we need more Walt and we actually talked about this in our last episode we need yeah. more Walt we need so the story of like I don't know who Walt is those things while will happen need to be rare and, and the introduction, introduction of him back to the park to a high level is really really needed right now and I feel so if they do that we need to make sure that he's there and because this will be an expansion for it without him being there So I think as long as they do that, I'll be happy with whatever they put. Uh, Well,
4: Woody, you're speaking my language. I mean, you know, I'd like to see that too. So,
0: what about you, Mark? Um, So yeah, so for me, for Disneyland
1: Forward, I think you know Disneyland has to change. We and and we need to be able to tell new. uh, I'm I'm saying we. They they need to. No, we do all feel like it's our
4: park. I think, and I think that's how Walt said that. You know, welcome home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we we need new new stories to be told. We need new adventures, but we can't tear down the old ones to make room for the new ones so that's why i'm pushing for the forward so we can have new stuff because I don't, I don't want them to tear down Autopia and the um you know lagoon just to put like pandora in that that mm-hmm. would that would break my heart yeah honestly i'd be like what are we doing here so i'm all in favor of this stuff being like rezoned for for future stories for future adventures mm-hmm. and as as udi said Bring, bring more Walt back into the park and we were just again we were talking about that on our last episode what sort of elements that, that we could do to bring him back in the park so I'm super excited about what this does
4: by the way I had Woody's roundup on my brain I apologize okay back to you <laughs> <laughs> I, I just heard I just as you said them like oh god excuse me Rudy. okay but back yeah yep. um, so no I'm all in favor
1: of, of uh, um, uh, um, Disneyland forward, and I don't see why the city would say no to this anyways
4: yeah, I I don't know how to I I yeah I think we're all saying the same thing yeah, right? Yeah. It's like let's have some more let's have more yeah more you know? yeah, and, more and you know when you were we were saying that like Disneyland's home I mean in his dedication speech Walt said you know what uh, it's for all of us right it is it, it is it always was I mean that was his purpose and so. Yeah, let's all get on a committee and yeah. be able to say what it is. Of course, I want to keep Walt, and I would love to see Carousel of Progress come back. You oh, that would be great. And that would be amazing with a brand new, you know, the yeah. fourth scene being really, you know, very forward, thinking it would fit in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, it's just a, such a huge challenge. And at Walt Disney World, which I've been spending a lot of time at and working there more and more, I have just have growing and growing love for those parks and yeah. for that resort I really do. And there's not a lot of walt, but there's walt to be found. Mm-hmm. And and it just they can do so much, you know, the sure. festivals, are just what you can do with space. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. and resources mm-hmm. is tremendous.
1: Yeah. So and then while while we have you here, just real quick, uh, what's your thoughts about them serving alcohol now at Carnation Cafe?
4: Well, you know, I get that question a lot, uh, and uh, and same thing when it was blue by you. Yeah, I I think it's in my mind. I would never have a headline. Walt didn't want this because first of all, you don't know what Walt mm-hmm. wanted, and I was taught by Diane Disney Miller and many others. We don't speculate, postulate, posit what Walt would think, right? Yeah. So yeah, Walt said no alcohol. He said no alcohol to Club thirty three too in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. But then he realized, oh yeah, geez, you know, I'd want to get people to give me money <laughs> so I should have drinks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean I'm kinda of making light of it, but that's yeah. no, no, that's though. how yeah. alcohol came to Club thirty three. Right. So, you know it, it is a cliche and it's and it's true. At mm-hmm. the same there it's both things. Disneyland is always changing and if that's what it's you know, that's what they need to make guests happy and to ma- improve the mm-hmm. guest experience or that's perception as long as it 's a sit down restaurant
3: yeah.
4: at Disneyland i'm okay with that, sure yeah. you know, I just don't want to see any walk up service like we have at DCA yeah. Totally, yeah. or yeah. Animal Kingdom Hollywood yeah. Studios or Epcot, which is really fun, and you know you're going there for adult beverage yeah. uh, but so yeah it doesn't I think people want me to, as a walled historian to get angry, but I refuse no. to because i don 't know what he would think, and you yeah. know who knows if you, you get a you know just knowing restaurants a little bit if you get a you know a budget and you think well you know there's such a high high markup on alcohol you yeah. make a lot of money with it yeah. doesn't yeah. take a lot of labor you know the rea- that at the end of the day it is a business too yeah. and i do believe they are keep i my best guess is they are 100% doing what they're getting in those reader pools that we get like annual pass yeah, yeah, holders yeah, yeah, yeah. they're getting that response that they want people want the ability to enjoy a glass of wine or a cocktail at Disneyland sure
1: yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that at no. all.
4: Yeah, we the same. Yeah. You I might.
0: agree. Yes. Okay, I think, I think Jess might be a little upset. But, I mean, you have that twinge <laughs> of like, mm, you know, but you gotta let go. Yeah, I guess.
4: I mean, I think what I, what I've come to know, and what I believe, in being a lifelong Disneyland fan. And now, you know, having access to some of the, you know, repository, the archives, mm-hmm. the people that were there is that it's ultimately it's just meant to be enjoyed. And we all have different opinions about what our favorite rides are, attractions are, what are our favorite foods. And with Jess, you know, I, I'm sorry, Jess, I can't make you cry right now, but <laughs> I, I'm, I, I think I have 100 percent perfect record. You on do. That. You, yeah. you do. Yeah, uh, that, uh, yeah, you know, it's it, we all t- it, it is what it is to us. And that's what's so unique about it. And mm-hmm. for a lot of us, it's just that feeling. Right. When we yeah. walk in, yeah. it's that feeling that we want. And we, and then what we do after we get that feeling, there's a gazillion ways to go. Yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. Okay, and where's your best guess as to where uh, Pandora's going to go and what it is? Oh, yeah. That you be- know,
4: I don't know. I hear that there's room behind Galaxy's Edge still because it was going to be much bigger before. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that, you know, again, I'm not... I, I, I'm no expert, mm-hmm. so I am, and I have no intel at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yes, yeah, so no, I have no intel on that. Okay, okay. No, who, who, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: wonder.
4: Yeah, that was the same question yeah. I got. Did National Geographic fly around the world to experience everything? No. no. I watch ride-throughs on YouTube, um, like everybody else does, to yeah. see. Like, I, I couldn't experience the Shanghai Pirates of the Caribbean that's supposed to be the best one I, I here. Um, uh, yeah, and,
1: actually, Jess has done that. Yeah. yeah. So,
4: So no, I, uh, no, I, no, I okay. don't have any. Okay. Any, what do you guys think? Do you have any guesses?
1: I have a couple guesses. I, I think it could naturally lend itself into DCA, actually, over by the Redwood Creek Challenge. That's That'd be what great.
4: I thought. Yes, yeah, great yeah. idea.
1: And, and, I mean, we don't know what the s- size and scale of this particular yeah. experience is. Um, so if it's a modified version of what they have at uh, Animal Kingdom, that could be a good spot. Mm-hmm. Or um, other podcasters are suggesting that it's going to be the anchor spot for whatever Disneyland Forward yes. is. Oh. That which, would be cool. Which could be. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it really belongs in Disneyland
0: proper. Yeah. That would um, be my thing. Like put it we ha- if you have territory or, or space out outside the berm, would be fine. Almost anywhere outside the berm would be fine for me.
1: Yeah. You know.
4: Okay. I know it's it's the same thing like with Galaxy's Edge, but now we're also used to it, right? Yeah. It's like we can't imagine life without it. And I think it's a nice respite. It's like a totally different. Oh, yeah. thing. I think it, I I'm not I was one of the de- detractors from it. Now I'm sort of like I've I've accepted it. <laughs> I yeah. you know, the Redwood Creek town, I mean, so many people with young kids really love that space. I love that area too. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of quiet. So I don't want I, I but things have to, you know, make room for progress as yep. we know. So yep. I wouldn't hate it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like yeah. it actually as long as I don't you know, like with Toontown, too, the idea was to make it for neurodivergence and a, a guests and also for kids to have, a, you know, more grass, mm-hmm. more rest area, that type of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's needed. So I don't want to necessarily say we should take that out. But
1: yeah. Okay. Anyway.
4: All right. That's what I'll- I got on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
4: Okay. Well, thank you. As always, a pleasure to be here. Say hello to Jess for me. I hope we run into each other. We have not seen each other at Disneyland. No, we have. was Mark and Jess and yeah. Mary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. She does say hello. Oh, good. Yeah. Is he? where, where is he? Work.
4: Oh, that gets in the way of the podcast deal. Yeah. Box.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We FaceTime her and she's like, tell her hi. I'm like, oh, I will. I will. <laughs> well, and yep. okay.
4: as always, appreciate being with you guys. Yeah, oh, oh, thank absolutely. Thank you yeah.
0: for uh, taking the time
1: to talk to us. Yeah, uh, always. We, we have to do another uh, Walt Disney Family Museum thing sometime. When, and you can come show us some things.
4: Yeah. Well, or, you know, I mean, I would love that. And, you know, just a meetup is always fun. So oh, let's yeah. make it happen. Right.
1: Absolutely. And when, where can listeners find out more about you?
4: marcycarriker it's such a long name but if you just put marcy smothers or marcy smothers disney my website will come up, come up. And,
1: yeah. and um eat like walt isn't around anymore
3: Is that,
4: it that still works? exists eatlikewalt.com awesome free recipes there and so <laughs> yeah 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 i no, i never took that down no oh, gotcha. because i love you know you got to own these domains so oh yeah gotcha. you <laughs> you <to>. <laughs> yeah to. so i keep it yeah so yep.
1: yeah okay great well thank you so much for hanging out with thank us you thank guys. you guys have a great afternoon right. Bye. <laughs> Okay, LTP listeners, we are sitting next to another special guest right now—Walt um, Disney Hometown Museum founder Kay Mallins.
5: Indeed, I'm so happy to be out here in Sacramento. Hadn't been here for, for a very long time. Happy to be back.
1: Well, we are happy you are you are, you are here. Yeah. And you're ha- you're celebrating Disney's 100th year.
5: We are. We actually had a celebration in Marceline on June 3rd where we announced that we are the hometown Mm -hmm. of any d23 member and so we are now d23's hometown in marceline missouri and we celebrated the 100th year with mickey and marceline oh that is Awesome. awesome yeah mickey and minnie were there
1: beautiful so can you tell the listeners how you even got started with all this what's your what's your story
5: Well, it all. How much time do we have? All (laughs) the time you you have. All the
1: time you have. Okay. Okay.
5: Well, my start, my Disney story starts with air conditioning. Okay. Uh, In 1956, Mm -hmm. uh, little Marsley, Missouri, population 2,300 people, had um, passed a bond, and they were going to build a new public swimming pool, which in mid-Missouri at that time was really
3: something. Yeah. Sure.
5: So. They passed the bond, they started building the pool, and my dad was on the city council, and he goes, you know, it's gonna be the first pool in the county, it needs a really special name. So said, let's write Walt Disney, because Walt Disney had grown up in Marceline. Sure. So he wrote Walt Disney, he was thrilled. Next letter back was, we're gonna have a dedication. Yeah, we could. Uh So he wanted to come and Roy wanted to come. They wanted to bring their wives. So after everybody was so ecstatic that they were coming, realization set in. They go, okay, what are we going to do with them? It's the Disney's.
0: Down or up? Sorry, hold on. Let me me get that. I want to make sure we can hear you. We're going to go a little bit closer with the microphone. That's fine. There you go. Oh, just okay. real quick,
1: what what a year was this again? 1956. Okay. Oh, so I'm trying to think of the new. Okay, in 1956, Disneyland had been open for almost mm, a year. One year. Yeah. So and. Uh, so people were going crazy for Disney at, at this point, right?
3: Walt
5: was one of the most famous men in the world. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and the fact that he wanted to come back to his little hometown,
1: yeah, yeah. you
5: have no idea what that meant to us. Oh, yeah. oh, no. So, you know, okay, the Disneys are coming. So we're going to have uh, lunches. We're going to have all these things. And we're going to have the dedication. Mm-hmm. But where were they going to stay? Well, our hotel was kind of run down <laughs> okay. and it didn't have air conditioning. Oh, boy. Well my parents had just built a brand new ranch style air conditioned house and so the city council said, How about the Disney stay with you? <laughs>
0: and
5: without yeah, without asking my mother, my father said, Sure. <laughs>
0: She well, been thrilled.
5: Oh, well, my mother goes, you have to be out of your mind. Have you seen our furniture? It's a Disney's, and our furniture is junk. It was all hand-me-down. Oh. She said, no, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Well, then it spreads. The word spreads that my mother will not let the Disney's stay in her air-conditioned house because her furniture is bad. Oh. And so they said, don't worry about it. We'll move your junk out. We'll move our better stuff in. And so for three days, we had all kinds of furniture, china, everything. It was lovely. Really? Yeah. Okay. That is great. But it wouldn't matter because the Disneys wouldn't care.
1: Yeah. No, okay.
5: Yeah, so the Disneys wouldn't care. Okay. So the first time I met Walt Disney, he was standing in the living room of the house that I grew up in. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was eight. Mm -hmm. And I was fairly precocious Mm -hmm. at eight. And so I look up at Walt Disney and I go, what room are you going to sleep in?
0: (laughs) Not mine. (laughs) And he
5: said, what room should I sleep in? I said, "Well, the pink one." <laughs> so my claim to fame is Walt and Lillian Disney stayed in my room.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. a really good claim to fame. Oh, that yeah. is. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
5: So that was my beginning of my Disney journey.
1: Okay. And how how did you find them to be? Um,
5: they were just like you would want them to be. Yeah. And, you know, and and I I knew Walt the last ten years of his life mm-hmm. from the time I was eight till I was 18. And on that visit um, in '56 they're sitting in our family room, and my dad's having bourbon, and Walt's having scotch, and he looks, Walt looks at my father and says, do you know who owns my boyhood home farm? And dad said, yes, I do. And Walt said, you can buy it cheaper than I can. Go buy it. (laughs) So so Walt's Idea, because he said there'll come a day when a child will not know what an acre of land is. Mm. Oh,
1: there'll yeah. come a
5: day when a child will not know what happens when you put a seed in the ground. Yeah. So his vision was to have a turn of the century working farm in Marceline with Disney educational values. Oh, I love that! Oh, so love- they started buying the land.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay.
5: So um, it, he had all. It was it was so exciting during those ten years because we had seven passenger trains a day that was a main line between Los Angeles and Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so Walt often took the train. And I'd pick up the phone, and, you know, in those days, the phone was tethered to the
1: Mm -hmm. wall. Yeah, yeah.
5: So either you'd engage someone in conversation, you'd lay the phone down. And um, so... I pick up the phone. It'd be, "Hey Kay, this is Walt. I need to talk to your dad." <laughs> <laughs> or, or, he, or, or he'd say, "Well, somebody pick me up at the station because I got an idea and I'm going to take the next train." So Walt was really, and he was doing this whole project, this Marshland project, through his private company, Ratlaw. So yeah. those were pretty, pretty heady years. Yeah. Yeah. So through Walt and Roy, I uh, met their sister Ruth.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
5: Ruth and I became friends. Oh, okay. And one visit with her, she said, Okay, I want you to have my stuff. And I go, Okay, what are we talking about? So, didn't mention it. We didn't talk about it anymore. And Ruth passes away, and her mm-hmm. only said, son, Ted, calls me. She goes, You know, mom wants you to have her stuff. Okay, so this was right before 9-11, and you could fly with an empty suitcase, and nobody cared. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So I thought there'd be enough stuff Mm -hmm. for an exhibit at City Hall. Mm -hmm. So I flew out with my empty suitcase, and they started taking stuff out of tops of closets, out from the beds. I go, whoa, whoa, I'm way over my head here. Wow. So it took about three months. Uh, We set up shop on their dining room table with cameras and scanners, and we documented 3,000 artifacts.
0: Wow. Oh, geez.
5: And I promised Ruth I would tell a story of her family in Marceline, and that's how the Walt Disney Hometown Museum began.
1: That is such an awesome story. That is. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm getting jitters again.
0: I know you are. We just
1: got done talking to Tanya, and I got jitters talking to her, and now this is the same thing. Yeah. Um, Gosh,
0: where to go from here? Well... Okay, so the, the, I'm always curious about people who are, you know, have that connection with Walt in a direct one because, sadly, we're beginning to lose those. We are. Yes, yeah, we are. And, and so I'm always intrigued about the interpersonal relationship with him and, and and how that fed into what you were doing. So, obviously, you said you wanted to do that with Ruth, and, but what did Walt ever tell you, like, you know, talk to you, what is I, I guess maybe the best way is what is the fondest memory you have of him and and what he was trying to do uh, in Marceline, I'm, with I'm- with the farm and the whole thing.
5: When you think about it, Walt really never left Marceline in his heart and in his mind. Mm-hmm. Because he used Marceline and his memories of Marceline. I mean, Main Street USA at Disneyland is patterned mm-hmm. after Walt's mm-hmm. memories of Marceline. Um, throughout his career, in his movies, in his parks and everything else, Marceline was used over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And if you think about you know, people go, well, he was only there like four years. And I go, well, when he left Marceline, he had, that was the only time he got to be a kid. Yeah, He left there. He went to work. You know, so those few golden years he had in Marceline is what he considered his childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wanted everybody to experience. So, you know, when you walk into a Dis- to Disneyland, you have to walk to his hometown of Amer- Marceline. He made that decision for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he wanted everybody to experience what he had as a child. And, you know... It was very interesting to me because, like I said, 8 to 18 is my age when I knew him, is that I came to appreciate him more and more and more before it's just like, yeah, it's Walt Disney, you know. But the man knew what he was doing, obviously, but his heart was in the right place. And he wanted people to know how people should really live. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't get to do it, except a little time, mm-hmm. he, you know, yeah. he wanted them to have that experience and that feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, he was a wonderful man. Yeah.
1: Did you ever get to go to Disneyland while he was there?
5: My first time at Disneyland, Walt and Roy Disney were my guides.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no. So how did that kind of how did that come to be? Did...
5: Well, Walt said, "Aren't aren't you guys coming out to Disneyland?" This was like the year after he stayed with us, and <laughs> Disneyland just opened in '55, mm-hmm. so this was
2: '57. Yeah. You know.
5: And uh, my dad goes, "Well, yeah, we can come out." You know, so you know, we get in the family station wagon, and
2: <laughs> sure,
5: drive to California, and you know, so. Um, we go to Disneyland, and Walt and Ray Disney were our guys. You know, uh-huh. and, and we were very fortunate because, you know, Walt has that apartment up over the firehouse. Mm-hmm. And so on um, Visits after that, we always got to headquarter out of the apartment.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
5: yeah. So uh, that, wow. was, that was a real nice
0: thing. So you got to stay of the night there?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, <laughs> I feel like I want to give—Mark and I have a tradition yes. when we go to the park. Can we do and you want to tell her what it is, You can do it. Okay. Before we leave, we always walk out the right, and we go by Walt's apartment. Mm-hmm. And no matter what we do, we stop, we look up, and I always have a cap on, and I always tip my cap as a thank you I to love Walt. That. And yeah. then I walk out. We both do it. We do it all the time. And I so love people, that. yeah, people look over at us and like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And we've t- we told many people like that's Walt's apartment. Yeah. And we've talked to them about it because having that, that's like him for me. The lights on, and I always look at that. and I'm like, man. This is what, why Disneyland is Disneyland. Because we were standing on the foot, uh, on the steps to the railroad. And I remember thinking, like, Walt stood right here. Yeah, he did. You can go to any other park, and you can't say that. Walt was here, and you feel that. And from any of the things that he has done, the creation of the entirety, you feel him there. And, and I love that. That's why it is the only park to me. Okay, great. Yep.
5: Now, truly, I feel it as well. I walk into yeah. that park. And when I walk in, I always walk in, I always go to the left. So I'm walking by City Hall and by mm-hmm. his apartment first. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do similar things, that, you know, and yeah. I have all these places in the park I have to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. to, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I certainly feel his presence there. Mm-hmm. I certainly do. And I, and I think a lot of we true Disney people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why we love the park so much. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's what you said. It sets it apart from any place else in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
5: know, we're so blessed. It's here. It's California. It's we? here. It's California, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So we, we typically ask guests quite a few questions about their personal opinions about Disneyland, mm-hmm. and there's no wrong answers. Yet. This is more of an information thing. So we're going to touch on that in a second with you because I think you're going to have some pretty good answers. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have been... Twice to the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. In fact, we did a show there with Marcy and another Disney historian, um, Michael Michael Bowling. I'm surprised he's not here today. Yeah. Um, but we we spent the afternoon with Marcy at the Walt Disney Family Museum mm-hmm. and loved it.
5: It's fabulous.
1: Oh yeah. Um, and I recommend everyone goes there. But now I want to I want people to go to to your museum as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean so can you describe your, your museum a little bit for because all of us um I've never been to Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Time,
5: time you get there. Yeah. 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 Missouri. Yes. So the easiest way to get to us if you look at a map of Missouri. There is Kansas City on one side, St. Louis on the other side. North of each of those, is north of Kansas City is St. Joseph, Missouri. North of St. Louis is Hannibal, Missouri. Okay. If you draw a line between Hannibal and St. Joseph, Missouri, we're right on Highway 36. Okay. So okay. if you fly in, you go to, we always tell people to fly into Kansas City because there's another Disney connection there. Oh. You fly into Kansas City and it's a two hour drive to Marceline. Or if you have a, your own private jet, you can land. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can land yep. 10 minutes from Marceline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just get your jet. <laughs> sure. On. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our museum is right in downtown Marceline and it is uh, in a railroad station that was built in 1913. Okay. And the reason we chose that building is because Walt admittedly says that his love for the railroad started when he was in Marceline with his uncle Mike Martin, mm-hmm. who was an engineer on the Santa Fe Railroad. Okay. So, and when Walt would come back to Marceline, he would always come on a train because that's the way he arrived as a mm-hmm. child. That's the way he loved as a child. So our museum is in a 10,000-square-foot 1913 Santa Fe Railroad station. Beautiful.
1: Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. And is your museum pretty popular? You guys get people coming in
5: quite often. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Beautiful. It's like a holy pilgrimage for mm-hmm. people. Okay. Truly, yeah. I mean, it's like, and and you know, we say, and I think it's true, you can't really know Walt unless you've been to Murcielago. So there are uh, seven Disney locations in Marceline. You can come and you can take a QR code tour of Marceline with all the historic sites. We have the only federal building in the United States named after Walt Disney. It's our Walt Disney Post Office building. Okay. okay. It's the only place you can get this special hand cancellation. Only where in the United States you can get that. We have the Walt Disney Elementary School that Walt had his favorite artist at the time, Bob Moore, did the murals for the interior of it. A flagpole from the Squaw Valley Olympics. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, and he yeah, gave yeah.
5: Us, yeah. So oh. yeah, we have. There's a lot to
1: see in Marceline. Wow. So now I'm thinking, no, thinking. I don't know. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Yep. Can we stand the uh, pink room if we if, no, we, no. if, we, if, we,
5: if we go? <laughs> sorry, no. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Well, was, I don't own the house anymore. Oh, okay. so.
1: <laughs> well, It was worth it. It was yeah. worth the. Quiet. It was worth me asking. Yep. Um So yeah. It, so I'm gonna say, without without having been there, of course, I wanna say thank you for putting that to keeping this spirit alive. And okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. It's super important it's, it's to keep...
5: a, It's a labor of love. Absolutely. Oh, it's labor of yeah. love.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, now let's get to some Disneyland talk. Okay. What um, what is your favorite attractions? What are your favorite attractions like when you when you when you go, okay? You have to these you have to do these attractions. Yeah.
5: Okay. I have to do Peter Pan.
1: Okay. I have to
5: do dark ride. And I have to do Pirates. Okay. And I have to do Indiana Jones.
1: Oh, yeah. Good one. Okay.
5: And I have to do soaring and DCA. And I have to do Cars.
1: Oh, you have uh, to. Oh, okay. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Love it. Love the answers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is Disneyland better for you at
0: day or night? That's a good one.
3: Hmm.
5: Well, it depends on my mood.
0: Okay. Um, I think I've heard that one before.
5: Yeah. Okay. I, I, sometimes I really like to be there in the daytime with all the hustle, bustle, and all that. Sometimes I like to go in the night and just sit and watch the lights.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. And, oh, oh, Here's a fun fact for you. The fireworks at all the Disney parks are because of the fireworks in Marceline. When, yes. When Walt was a little okay. boy, we had a big 4th of July celebration in Marceline, which we've had for over 100 and some years. Okay. And the Disney's had, like, no money. So Walt looked forward to that every year, and he said it was his perfect kiss for the night. Oh! So that's and so Floyd Norman, yes, they'll, they'll illustrated a book, and Richard Sherman wrote a Richard song Sherman about the him. song, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the sketches in there is of my house, of Walt's house. Oh, oh wow, that, that was awesome. Yeah. So those fireworks came. So all of you should be thanking Marceline, oh, I I we are. Marceline for yeah. the fireworks mm-hmm. that you see every night at a Disney park.
1: Okay. Okay. So. That's a fun fact. We did that yeah, did, did not, not know that. that. Yeah. And so your answer is actually both day and night, depending on your mood. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite food and what's your favorite snack?
5: Okay, I, I, I'm a Dole Whip girl. That's <laughs> what's your favorite snack? And I love a hot dog. At Casey's. <laughs> <laughs> i can't, simple taste. It's all right, absolutely. Yeah, good. Okay.
1: So, have you gone to the park with with uh, Marcy?
5: Oh yeah. So okay. I'm
1: sure she's not let, like uh, letting you eat a hot dog. She's probably having you go somewhere fancy, right? Okay.
5: Well, she likes she likes hot dogs too. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, she likes hot dogs too. And um, it's interesting how Marcy and I became friends. and We've been friends, and we're for a long time now. And it's like, we get together and it's like, <laughs> you know, so we're, yeah. we're talking, 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 mm-hmm. talking to Disney, so,
1: yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, another question we always ask guests is, let's say you were going to bring someone into Disneyland for the first time, and they go, oh, you know, okay, I-, I don't really like Disneyland. It's not my thing. What would you, where would you take this person to show them, the best representation of what Walt Disney was trying to uh, accomplish with the with the with, with the park
5: okay I think I think the very first thing is you have to walk down Main Street USA and then I always I always like to go to the left first
1: uh, adventureland yeah okay, I like to, okay. but
5: I, I like to find a bench that you can see the castle and you can see things and then we talk about Walt's intent. We talk about you know what he wanted people to feel when he comes into the park i want to talk about the weenie. i want to talk about all those things. And I think first they have to understand why everything was done. And then they kind of get into it, mm-hmm. you know, and then we kind of stroll through the park. But, you know, it's, I, I liked it before we had to be so planned, you know, in oh, oh, that
0: yeah. park. Well, yeah. mm-hmm.
5: You know, uh, because you just go and you're like, oh, let's stand in this line for 30 minutes, yeah. you know, or this line mm-hmm. for an hour, whatever Just And just take it real easy until they start getting into it. And then they're like, yes. yeah, I want to do mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think you have to I think everybody needs a little bit of education. I think you should not hit it so hard the minute you get into the Oh, park.
1: I agree. Yeah. And you say probably like two or three days is a good time to visit the park, right? Not like not like not 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 like one day, right?
5: No, and I you know, I and I always feel so sorry for the people that I mean, we all get to go whenever we want, you know, and that's that's wonderful. But, you know, people that save and save and save can only go one day, mm-hmm. and they're just so stressed yeah. about the whole yeah. thing. I don't know what we'll ever do about that. But I just, yep. I right. do, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, they want part of the magic, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we, um, we've um we we've got friends that clearly aren't in Disneyland as we are, and, there are some, and they'll come and talk to us. Hey, we're going to go for like a day in, you know, October. And and Udi and I both go. Yeah. Can, right away. Can, can yeah. You, yeah, can, yeah. Can you maybe yeah. make it two days at the least? Make it Yeah. At
0: the minimum.
5: Yeah.
1: Because you know we because there's so much to see and there's you're gonna miss so much if we just kind of go indie Star Wars or whatever uh, Space Mountain Matterhorn. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and you know another thing is that another thing I love about Disneyland and where it is is that. You can stay off property, you know, and it makes it so much more affordable for everybody. Sure, you can stay someplace, you you can eat a McDonald's right outside or whatever, (laughs) and 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 you can be more relaxed. If the kid is crying, you can go take a nap, Mm you know, Mm -hmm. and walk back into the park, you know, and it's just it's just the best. Mm -hmm.
1: It's the best. It it, it is the best. All right, excellent. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about
5: today? Uh, well, sure. I have one more thing. Sure. Uh, you, you said you want to come to Marceline. Yeah. Yes. I have a couple of dates, so I think you should really come. Okay.
1: First oh. off, do you guys have good barbecue in Marceline?
5: Yes, we do. Okay,
1: good. I'm, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> you gotcha.
5: And if not, you can have it at my house. So anyway.
1: Okay. Oh, there you go.
0: So. You heard that right. Okay. <laughs> it's on. It's, it's on. Okay.
5: So on September 15th and 16th, we're having the Museum Gala. So the gala is held on the Disney farm. Okay. Under a big tent. Uh, on Friday night, the fifteenth, Marcy speaking, uh, doing a book signing. On Saturday, Sandy Baldwin is speaking on the history of the VIP costume. Then we have Tanya is speaking. Okay. And that afternoon, we have the women of Walt Disney Imaginary speaking.
1: Oh, wow. And so
5: that's just a prelim to the evening. And so, oh, wow. um, so there'll be tours of the town also. There'll be tours of the Walt Disney Hometown Museum, uh, get special cancellation at the post office, mm-hmm. all kinds of fun stuff downtown. And then that night, Floyd Norman is our keynote speaker. Oh,
1: geez. Okay.
5: And we are going to party like it's 1923. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you also get to go to a speakeasy. Oh, before, oh really? Before, yes. So you okay. get to go to a speakeasy before you come to the bank. Okay. Yeah. And Marcy has curated the meal, and we're going to eat like Walt.
1: Oh my oh, God. I love that.
5: Yeah. So, that you guys is... need to come.
1: Are there any other dates besides September 15th and 16th?
5: We will take you any time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, we are seasonal. Uh, we open March 1 and we close the middle of December because nobody travels in Missouri in the winter. Is,
1: mm-hmm. bad, is bad, bad, bad weather there?
5: Uh, it can be. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: But. During the course of the year, do you have other events like what you're talking about? And oh yeah. 15s? Okay. You,
5: you're fan. We'll, okay. Because
1: right um, I, I know that I can't come those dates because I've got some other obligations. Mm-hmm. But I want to go there, but Yeah. But I, if there's something else like that, night like next year, yeah, I would definitely be down for doing it. Sounds, sounds,
5: like, sounds like fun. And yep. so we're always doing things, and we're we have a speaker series that we do there as well. So there's all kinds of fun stuff happening. So okay. become our friend on social media. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Yep. We'll, we'll yes.
1: give you guys a follow. And this is Kay Mallins, from, and you, you can reach her at the Walt Disney You can. And you have Instagram. No. Nope. Oh, okay.
5: We the museum does, but I don't. Okay, yeah, gotcha.
1: Okay, so we're gonna plug that on our on our show. We yep. put some stuff on that. Awesome! That
5: sounds
3: yep. wonderful.
1: So thank you for spending time with us this this, this morning. Yep, My you. pleasure. Thank you for a, the invitation. Of oh, course, man. of course.
5: All right.
0: Thank you.
1: Hey, welcome back, LTP listeners. Uh, we are again in the midst of celebrating Disney's 100th uh, year as a corporation, as a company. We are at stage nine, um, one of the top five arts, uh, Disney art galleries in Everybody the found out. As we found yeah. out, in the um, United States. And this uh, exhibit is going to be going on for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And we are sitting next to another special guest. This is Michael Provenza. He is an artist. Uh, specializes in well, all kinds of art, but he has done quite a few for Disney. Is that is that correct?
6: Yeah, that's correct. Yes. All right,
1: well, welcome to the show, man. Thank you.
6: Thank you for having me. Of
1: course, man. Any any time. We 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 love talking to Disney artists, Disney authors, Disney Imagineers, and in fact, anyone that does anything for Disney. We yeah. we love to just hear hear the story. Hear the hear hear the passion and carry on and and that's what that's kind of what we do.
3: Yeah,
1: we do do a lot of complaining on our show about like Disney news, but we're not gonna <laughs> yeah, get into that. We're not that. gonna do that. We're okay, not gonna do that. Okay, that today. This, yeah. is a, yeah. it's a, th- this is a this is the happy show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us a little bit about your story about art and sure. um, as we found out, you and I grew up in the same area. Yeah, Las Gatas. Yeah, uh, my mom was a nurse at Las Gatas General. Nice. Yeah, and. Um, Anyways, that's another story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're both Bay Area folk here. He's a SoCal guy. I won't hold that against him. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I
6: know. Hey. (laughs) I didn't choose it. Right.
1: No, that's right. That's right. Okay, so let's hear hear your story a little bit.
6: Sure, sure. So, yeah, I I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I've been drawing and painting since I was nine years old. Uh, So over 50 years now, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. (laughs) Um, And my grandfather was an artist uh, in Chicago. And he and I would... um, uh, send sketches back and forth to each other. Uh, he, I would learn from him. Uh, he encouraged me. And so that's what started my passion for art. Uh, he, was, he was an amazing artist himself. Uh, he ended up uh, getting accepted to art school in France, um, which is really amazing. Wow. But he couldn't go because his father died and it in those times, he had to stay home because he was the oldest son right. and yeah. take care of his family and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So he couldn't do that, unfortunately. But I learned so much from him as far as, you know, how he was sketching and drawing, and it was amazing, you know. And, and uh, so I loved it, and then I kept, kept drawing, kept painting, kept, you know, getting that, um, that passion going mm-hmm. and stuff. Took it through school, all through high school, in college and stuff. Um, I did all kinds of jobs my all my jobs are pretty much art related like sign painter um, I was mm. a muralist for a while uh, did murals in Israel as a matter of fact for a oh, dark wow.
1: ride oh Shane Shane does that Shane Shane Grammer.
0: oh yeah he does yeah. oh yeah. yeah yeah
6: yeah it's really cool yeah. it's, I mean and these paintings were um, 15 feet tall by 150 feet long <laughs> oh very of cool like yeah, landscapes yeah. and stuff and oh geez yeah isn't that crazy yeah it's so, uh, yeah, so I love that. And then I got into the video game industry in the Bay Area. So, you yeah, know, it's, right. it's crazy over there. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they have a lot of that. So I did that for 20 years. Oh. And um, actually what happened, uh, it, it was a really great transition for me as far as my fine art is concerned. Mm-hmm. Because I got into 3D, started creating things in 3D. Okay. And then it helped me understand more lighting and depth and everything within my 2D art. Right. So okay. when yeah. I paint, I paint through the canvas, not on the canvas oh, yeah. or the board, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I paint on. Oh. And uh, so that helps me with my work. And a lot of people think it's 3D, and, and it's right. really not. <laughs> but I do it like I was doing the video game stuff. Sure, it, right. It's really been, it, it's enhanced my whole, you know, fine art work. Um, so, I developed a style, uh, I, you know, a uh, more animated, surrealistic style, mm-hmm. like as dreamscapes is what I call them. Yeah. And I love pointillism. And pointillism um, through, like, Ivan Durrell. So, Ivan Durrell is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Very inspired by him.
1: Y- yes. And you've gone through the walkthrough through, the, uh, walk through Sleeping Beauty's Castle, right? Yeah.
6: Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And so you'll see a lot of my uh, Disney stuff is from, like, what he has done in the background. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Tied with, uh, with my work and style in it, which has been great. And, and Disney really likes that about what I do because right. it, it just enhances that and then becomes more personal, too. Okay. And different. Uh, so I started with Disney um, Collector's Editions in 2018. So I'm fairly new.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know to
6: this um, but you know it's certainly not new to me because I've always loved doing that anyways yeah yeah um, and so it's been great I mean I'm the feedback has been amazing and it's really really coming along well so I it's been a great run so far, and I think we're going to keep going with this for a while.
1: Okay, so that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So so when you um, can you just paint whatever you want for Disney, or, or, or do they tell you to do this?
6: No, they don't tell me, but uh, what I have to do is I, uh, I do concepts first. So I do it on mm-hmm. pencil, draw them out. Um, get it to where I want it to be as far as my world, my, mm-hmm. my uh, environment itself. Okay. Yeah. And then create the scene uh, with the characters, put them in there, and then I have a little story with it, and then I submit it. And so they have to approve it, or they disapprove it, whatever. Right, right. But most of the time they approve. And then then I go to paint once that's approved, and then after that, uh, I have to finish the painting and then when the painting's done send that and that has to be approved. Right. Okay. And so that that's a process. It's quite a process sure. and it's great because yeah. not anybody can just do it. They it really needs to be approved. Yeah. Right. So which is a great thing. And I enjoy that part. Because you know, I'm working in the video game industry, it's like Everybody's looking at what you're doing and they're yeah. gonna be playing it. They're mm-hmm. gonna be mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. So you I'm to have used a to thick that.
1: skin, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm
6: used to that kind of thing and, okay. and I'm in that environment. So I love it. And you know, most of the stuff is approved, thank God. Yeah, so <laughs> sure. It's good. So yeah, that's a process.
0: What, what was the first piece you did for them?
6: First piece was Alice in Wonderland piece. Um with my trees style, you know, mm-hmm. the okay. realistic style. Yeah. Okay. I love Alice in Wonderland, it's my all time favorite story. I just I could watch that every night, all you know, every t- every, right, right. every time. So yeah, sure. so and it works well with my surrealistic scenes, my mm-hmm. environment, my world. Um, and it's just it fits. And so ever since then it's like people were going, Yeah, this fits well. You gotta keep going with mm-hmm. this and and so, you yeah, know, it's it's that kind of thing. So
1: Awesome. Yeah. Do you do any um, attraction paintings at all, like, or is there or uh, so characters? So
6: we have uh, we have Haunted Mansion license with us. So um, it's. That's the only attraction that we can do right. and with the characters and stuff. So I do okay. settings more. Okay. So the ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. that I do, I have quite a few, actually, that I've done. And um, I did the uh, Grave Digger, or the character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. And um, that was kind of neat. And it was neat to show off the fact that I can do people and portraits mm-hmm. as opposed to just the characters, the animated characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of nice to be able to do that. And, it, you know... It, it was really well received, so.
1: Oh, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And can people buy your work at Disneyland right now?
6: Not at Disneyland. So it's all at uh, uh, Disney Fine Art licensed Galleries. So in the parks is a different group. Right. Okay. So okay. yeah, it's not at the at the park.
1: So you can go to like downtown Disney and get a Wonder. No, down.
6: not not at my not of my work or, or our work that is with collectors editions. Oh, Disney okay. fine art. Yeah, it's a different thing. Oh, I, so, never, I never. I didn't know that. I, yeah, it's a no separate idea. separate license. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I was telling you earlier. We our friend Sam Sam, Sam Carter does yeah. art for Disney yeah. and off and on. And um, it's it's weird how it's you can buy it in certain places and some places you can't. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, anyways, it's a it's a Fascinating concept yeah, to me. It how is. it all, how it all, it all, it all works. Yeah. What is your favorite aspect of painting for Disney? For
6: Disney, uh, the fact that I can actually create a world in my, you know, my uh, world itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the way I uh, paint my non-Disney stuff, so it's uh, I paint the same really without the characters. Right. Sure, it's sure. just I have a um, a certain style. You know, the striped trees and striped ground, mm-hmm. uh, the pointillistic style. So I bring that in. So oh, okay. I've always wanted to do uh, backgrounds for the animations in mm-hmm. oh, uh, films Yes, right? but uh, I never got a, the uh, um, opportunity to do that and I, you know I sent my stuff in you know got rejected of course, sure. you know, it's one of those yeah, things yeah, yeah, I, had to, yeah. I had to have a whole lot of experience to do that but yeah. but the thing is is now I'm able to be licensed to have the characters within my world, which yeah, is really yeah. that's, that's awesome. where I want to be so yeah. I'm living there, so that to me I feel like it's it just came to me as a, me going to them, you know what I mean? Right. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's been great, and it's great fit, and they really enjoy it. So I'm having a blast.
1: Oh, that well, that is the whole that that, that is the key to life, right? Yeah. Is to love what you do. Yeah. yeah. And man.
6: Absolutely.
0: And then how, how did that come about? How did that that you being able to to start that with Disney like um, did someone. You know, run across your art and go like, "Hey, come and work for us!" Or how did that work out?
6: Yeah, so I, I um, of course, I have the my signature work, which is the non-Disney stuff, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for a while, and I've galleries in Hawaii and California and in Florida. But this one place, <laughs> look at and, you, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah the one place in um, in California, um, in Simi Valley, she uh, mm-hmm. carried my my regular work, my signature work, mm-hmm. and she said, "Hey." <laughs> you know, I know this group in uh, in LA that yeah. does Disney fine art, and uh, so she introduced me, yeah. and uh, I did a couple of other pieces for them mm-hmm. just to do a sample, and um, we sat down. I had no intentions in really doing anything because right, right. I was on my way to another show mm-hmm. with my signature work, and um, they loved it.
0: Uh, that was know, awesome. It was like
6: it was a great meeting. It was so yeah. Absolutely amazing! It floored me because I'm—I didn't expect it, right? And so that—the surprise of not, you know, expecting it and then having them absolutely love it—it's—it's it's amazing. So I, that's how that worked, and here we are, you know. So it works out well. That is awesome. That is great. Yeah. Thanks.
0: I'm, well. We, we talk a lot about Disney, and we were kind of talking a little bit before, how you have some experience with Disney, not as much as maybe we do. Yeah. Uh, but we always like to incorporate, like, um, your, your thoughts on Disney. What do you like about Disney and... and you mean Disneyland? Disneyland and okay. Disney in okay. general, because of what Walt, you know, right. how we're all here because of Walt.
6: Right. And, so and with that aspect, I love the fact that Walt Disney was a dreamer, mm-hmm. you know, had all that, and, and knowing his history when he was a kid and he dreamt up all these characters and dreamt up the, his, the scene, the, uh, Disneyland itself. That's where I am within my world of art. Sure. And so I resonate with that 100%. And so that's, I feel like we're, it, it, it's the same in, the, in a way, mm-hmm. Yeah. but you know, I don't have this Provenza land or whatever. Right, you know? right, right. But it would be cool too, because yeah. Yeah. I, I still have my world You know what I mean? I think that way. I think that dreamlike place. I would love to be able to walk into one of my paintings and explore. It's kind Kind of of like what Walt Disney did with his Disneyland, Disney World, all that stuff in his films. And I was always fascinated uh, as a kid with the way the animations look in Disney (laughs) far beyond anything else.
1: Yeah, with the a plane and Oh yeah. I imagine that's what your art is.
6: That's yeah, like what a multiplaning. Yes. That's yeah. how I uh, approach my work okay. is like plane. So it's yeah. like you know, it's a win-win for, for sure. me. So that's how I resonate to that. Yeah. You know, it's it's fantastic.
1: Have you ever been to the park and felt like inspired by what they're doing cuz I mean even like let's say you don't like going on attractions I mean, theme parks aren't my thing hmm. as an artist you could probably dig Disneyland because there's so many just crazy mix mix mish mashes of artwork yeah. and, and fonts and yeah. styles and yeah. colors like what the heck's going on
6: here? do you ever get inspired from i do as a matter of fact <laughs> it's like walking into a 3d world you yeah, know, uh, yeah. the way they have it, because obviously it's, their facades and stuff. Yeah, and sure. that, that's yeah. how it's made in 3D. So mm-hmm. that's how I think. And so when I'm there, I do feel like I'm in his world, you know, his oh, yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I approach my world or my art. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. So, yes, very inspired by that. Um, and I think that way, too. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It, I feel like I have that in common with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. younger, but yeah. but Yeah.
0: So you, you said you have the, the Haunted Mansion license, right? Yeah. So when you were going to go in and begin doing that, did you, be, like, go in and begin to, like, look around? Did they give you, like, hey, come check it out, like, take you behind the scenes or, or anything like that you to kind of get you going? I, oh.
6: I've been in I've been in it once or twi- uh, twice, mm-hmm. actually, and it really had an impact on me because I'm very visual, and I love <laughs> to look at all that stuff. Yeah, and, and you the get moved around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so... The effects really are uh, important to me mm-hmm. as far as the way things look and feel. Uh, so what I did was with that is I looked online for like a lot of people take videos of their ride mm-hmm. on that attraction. Yeah. And that actually helped me more because I got to see it through their eyes and oh, also oh, okay. visualize the the 3D look. You know, mm-hmm. so so because I'm visual, yeah, I can see it. I I that's how I get it. Yeah, so yeah being on it helped but also seeing those videos that people post it's amazing and so yeah. that helped me a lot for sure you know so yeah
1: we're we're talking and i i think i know you have the license for hunter mansion but i it sounds to me like your work might be good for like um adventure type of stuff oh right? yeah jungle cruise because right. trees yeah dude do it just do it for fun. Yeah. Could you could you could you do that for fun and, and then and then sell it on your on yeah, your and then own?
6: I could do it for fun, but I can't sell it. Uh. I can't even show it.
1: No. Oh, man. Can That's you show it. me,
0: though?
6: I want to see it. <laughs> Well, to know. I, don't have, I don't have it, but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, that, that we don't have that. Okay.
0: So. Um, yeah. just, you, let's Go ahead. Do you have, like, a, a land or anything now that, that you're kind of in that that you would go, like, man, I kind of want to do that? You know, do you have, like, Tomorrowland yes. or maybe Galaxy's Edge? Oh, I, I would love land? to do it all. Yeah, all I, it would yeah.
6: be really fun because um, you know, with the Haunted Mansion I can actually paint the Haunted Mansion itself, which I've done, yeah. both Florida and California, yeah. California versions. Yeah. Uh, and and it's actually really fun, um, you know, being able to do that because I like to paint architecture as well, uh-huh, okay, yeah. as well as people and characters and environment. So mm-hmm. I love doing that kind of thing. But they have to make sense, of course. Right. Sure, sure. um But yeah, I mean, I would love to do all of it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I mean, walking in there, it's it's like I'm in his dream or a dream, you know, yeah, of yeah. what he built. Yeah. And that's how I approach my art.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah. we talk about Haunted, again, because you have that. Um, yeah. We've talked about how Haunted, we, you kind of go into the dream. If, if you, when you yeah. ride that. Yeah. No, Pirates. You, no, well, I'm not talking about Pirates, but I'm talking about also that. You're following the story. You know, you're falling backwards as you turn, and then you're falling backwards and all that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a very dream, dream-like state. But yeah. Pirates, yeah. Pirates Caribbean, I don't know how, I mean, if you, how many times you've been on it. Yeah that is like you drop into a dream. Oh, I know. And we talk exactly. about that. It's, and and exactly. uh, it's missed on so many people. And I yeah. think that, I, I think that's what I love about how, like talking to you, how a lot of us get that, yeah. you know, the, 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 3d visual, like I'm a visual guy too. I learn through a visual medium. I am not a good artist. I yeah. work with my yeah. hands. I, I work with metal and I cut and I build. And, yeah. and that's how I translate my 3d world because I live in a 3d world. I yeah. have to assemble that. I have to put right. that building up. I got to make sure that gets done. Right. So, the appreciation for that 3D world is amazing. Then, then knowing that, that you as art an artist, I don't get that, you know? I, yeah. I can't put it down. My brother and my father were amazing, amazing artists. I didn't get that.
6: Yeah. Um, my yeah. brother's
0: a great tattoo artist, and he has to work in that, that realm of, like, 3D right. and on the skin and all that. Yeah. So I appreciate so much how you can bring that out on, like, a flat
6: yeah. surface. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it actually took a long time. Look, took me 20 years to get it from my head to the paper Mm -hmm. what I really wanted to do Mm -hmm. you know because I used to do realistic thing really realistic scenes Mm -hmm. uh, from books and pictures and all Mm -hmm. that stuff but it it kind of bored me because it was you know let's just take a photo of it you know why would you paint it like Mm -hmm. that well I was learning a technique on my own and then I had this idea and it was finally came out from the video game industry Mm -hmm. It helped me. It forced me to learn how to create worlds that don't exist. Right. Uh, because that's what games were like. Mm-hmm. And, sure. Uh, that was so fascinating. We'd have scripts of what the storyline would be for the video game. We'd draw them out like a storyboard and did that. And it was like that helped me with my fine art to, right. to get it out of my head and put it on paper, finally. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's you're talking about... Um, Inspiration with rides and stuff. Yeah. Well, in the video game industry, we we created uh, one company. We created a uh, cart game with through Disney World, all the rides, mm-hmm. and so I did the Jungle Cruise ride. I did Rock and Roller Coaster. I did uh, yeah. Main Street. Yeah. I did Space Mountain. A lot of them, um, and it was that. Was, I felt like I was there. Yeah. And and prior to that, I was able to go to Disneyland and look in their vault where they had all the photos and mm-hmm. of all rides. Really? Yeah, we yeah. we had that opportunity because we had we were doing the game, we had the license for the video game. Right, right, okay. So they were allowing me to go through and I got to see all kinds of photos of the the rides he built mm-hmm. when they're, you know, um the process of, you know, how they work and all that stuff so we can build it in 3D mm-hmm. and do that. It was amazing. Oh, that sounds so, incredible. Very cool. So that was a that was like behind the scenes type of thing, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it helped me actually now, right? Yeah, right. Because I can right. think of it th- that way. Yeah. So,
0: so through the art, did you go to school, or did you like self, a lot of it self-taught and all that?
6: Yeah, I went to. Uh, I I didn't go to a specific art school, mm-hmm. but I took art and I um, got a degree in fine art. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew it was something I really wanted to do. The passion. Mm-hmm. Um, And, of course, it's something you got to work with. You're given a talent to a point, but you got to develop it, too. Sure, sure. So I just developed it, uh, you know, and and, um, got a job. Let's see, I got a job sign painting and all that stuff. But then um, as I was doing art shows, so I used to do uh, science fiction fantasy conventions in the Bay Area. Okay. San Jose area, up and down um, the Bay Area, too, in San Francisco, San Rafael, all that. Um, and I would sleep in my van and set it up yeah. and go to these places, yep. you know, and take my art to uh, galleries and see what they thought, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, I was doing this one show and um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, some people came in that were from the video game industry and in, it was 1988 and that's kind of when they started hiring more artists to mm-hmm. do the artwork. Because programmers were doing the artwork, and yeah, um, yeah. I got the opportunity to be uh, to get an interview right there, and they hired me <laughs> okay. to train me to use a computer and do all that. Right. So oh. that was school itself, mm. and it, you have to actually go to school to do that now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, I got paid to learn. Mm-hmm. At yeah, that nice. At that time. So in 1988, yeah. that's when it started. That it is was awesome. It was cool. So yeah, I mean, doing those art shows on my own, you know, it was like you know, is this going to work? It's yeah. not really a job, but it's, you know, and I had no idea. It was hard to tell what I was going to do how to do it. That came up about, and here we are now. So right. it, was, it was a great career, actually. Awesome. So.
0: No, I had a question in my mind. Okay, it went, it went away. Um, At what moment in time, like, did you have, like, a, a, a moment where are like, okay, now I know, like, I can do this. Like, this is going to be... I, I this is going to be, like, I can sustain myself. This is going to be, like, my... I don't have to worry about falling back on maybe something else. Like, I, I like, make art my hobby instead of my life.
6: Yeah. 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 So, you know, I was always told that you're really never going to make it as an artist. You yeah. have to get a real job, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. type of thing. And I've loved art my whole life. And I, um, ultimately, before <laughs> that, I thought I'd want to be a fireman because... Sure. Well, there's a job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, gosh, I uh, I just fell into the art with the sign painting and, and all that. And um, then the video game industry came along. I had no idea it even existed. <laughs> sure. So yeah. when that came along and they were paying, I mean, it was like, okay, I got this. This could go on, you know, yeah. however. It's still, I could have still be in it, be, you know? Yeah, be yeah. doing it, yeah. Um, but, um. I always painted every weekend, never stopped, always did shows on my own. I was told that in the video game industry, you're never going to paint again because you're going to be stuck with the computer and that's all you're going to do. That petrified me because I don't want to lose that. No, 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 no. no. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I ended up just doing that, Uh, kept my art up. And then finally, like after 25 years in the industry, I went to full-time painting and got into galleries and, you know, that momentum started yeah, and, yeah. you know, and it has its ups and downs. It's not mm-hmm. always, you know, great, but it picks up, it picked up so quickly. And now with the Disney stuff, yeah. it's helping my fine art and this, it balances out oh, and cool. makes it more, you know, visible. For so sure, it's totally good. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so do you have like a, a piece that you, that that is your, like, this is the one that, I'm most proud of like it what for whatever reason whether it is your an favorite emotional child? yeah like emotional like an emotional attachment to it or where you were in your life I know we all have a little moment like it may seem un- mundane for somebody yeah. else but because yeah. it marks a period in your life I'm like that's like the one I hold above any other
6: You know um, it's it's crazy because it's hard to pinpoint just one mm-hmm. that I, I that I love the fact that I'm evolving My goal is to make every painting better than the last. Oh. And so if I can achieve that and feel really good about how I'm narrowing my technique and Mm -hmm. and streamlining my technique. Yeah. Because no one can teach that to you. You, You're Mm -hmm. doing it. Sure. And... So each one, I I feel so grateful that I can actually do that each time. Mm-hmm. And then I get the feedback from people that say, it's not like you weren't any good before, but they're all your work is getting better and better every time we see it. Oh, yeah. And that is my goal. So when I get to that point, oh, my God, it's great. Yeah. But I'm never going to stop learning. I, yeah. I need to keep that up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's where I am. It's like I'm, I'm at... Um, Competition with myself, okay. yes, Yeah. you know, not with anyone else at all, but, but myself. And so if I can achieve that each time, it's great. I get disappointed if I'm working on something that I don't really care about, but I'm not there. I don't, I don't get that. Oh, because that's right. Awesome. Each one's going to be better. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude,
1: it, I just, I'm, 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 learning a lot about the process and i can totally tell this passion behind you and i just i just i just love it and um i'm glad you're working for disney because that means we're all we're all we're all winners now because we get to see your work (laughs) and like you get happy and, and you get you know and you're happy that that you're working for them and we get to see it um so awesome where can people find out about you
6: uh, they can uh, go to my website, it's MichaelProvenza.com, and then there's disney.com as oh, well, so okay. there's two, Okay. Um, and anything Disney obviously goes through, you can look at my website, but it all goes through collector's editions or mm-hmm. the galleries that you buy through, Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's how we do that, okay. so I, okay. I never do anything on my own unless it's my own stuff, my mm-hmm. signature stuff. But uh, oh, yeah, see. so that's how they can do that. Yeah. yeah, and then all social media, of course. Sure. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, we will we will plug you for sure, man. Yeah.
6: yeah. Cool. That sounds
1: great. All right, dude. Well, thank yeah. you so much for hanging thank out you. with Thanks, us. Thanks,
6: guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. And right.
1: the only reason why we we're cutting it short because now, the, uh, as you can tell in the background, people are coming by. Yeah, loud. And they're and loud. over by where his corner of the world is, yeah. and I think he wants to sign stuff. <laughs> oh, and,
6: that's all right.
1: <laughs> all right, dude. Thank you so much. Right, thank, you. And, thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate the to talking
6: to you again. All right. Take care. Thanks. Right.
1: The question is, are you having a good time?
7: I'm having a great time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's about.
1: All right, LTP listeners, we're going to wrap up this show um, with the man who's actually responsible for all this today, and that's the owner of Stage 9, that's Troy Troy Carlson. How's it going, man?
7: Good. How are you guys? Good. uh,
1: I'm I am fantastic. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. You know, as soon as I saw you guys were doing this, I had to reach out and said, I want to be a part of this um, because this is in our backyard, and I want to help support this, support your your store, and Disney stuff. So Thank this you. is, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is great. So th- this is part of Disney's one hundredth year. So what made you want to get involved with this?
7: Well, we started to see what they were doing in terms of rolling out merchandise and celebrating the 100th and being a a connoisseur, I think, of Walt-era artifacts Mm -hmm. and been collecting for, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. I thought, you know, we started to think, you know, know, we, even though we, I thought we have enough items Mm -hmm. to do, let's do our own exhibition of 100 items. Uh, Because we obviously have more than 100, but then we started, we wanted to, uh, you know cover categories. Sure. Okay. You know, the parks, early Walt, Hyperion Studios, uh, Disneyland, Disney World, Walt Disney. And so, you know, we had some holes, so we you know we're looking for some really great items. A few items aren't on the list that were late comers like the 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 A one, the animatronic oh yeah yeah. That, oh, yeah and the doors from City Hall. Yep. And so <laughs> we just thought you know, so th- that was the idea. And then we started to put it together. And then we had to write all the copy, and then, and then we're like, then we figured out how much work it is to put a catalog together. <laughs> right. Because then someone said, we need a catalog. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who's doing that? And, uh, oh. uh, but you know, this was part of the idea of this new space was activations of exhibitions and um, where people can come down not only today, but for this is gonna be going on for six weeks. Yeah. So yeah. come down and. And share it and, and get yeah. a little piece of the history and learn a little bit.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I want to compliment you on how great this space is. Last time we were here with you, the, you, you hadn't even begun this. This was all white walls. And, yeah. And it was all, I mean, I think you saw carpet on carpet, the floor. Yeah. And, and there was not any of this. And when we walked in here, I mean, I looked over at Mark. I'm like, holy cow, look at this. It is amazing in here. Yeah. So I just want to give you compliment. like all the work in here and all I mean outside of just the exhibition itself just the space is incredible in here and it looks amazing
7: well thank you yeah we kind of took inspiration from being in old Sacramento yeah and the history and all these buildings have extensive basements yeah yeah and even though when you're up on the first floor you're actually the second floor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so because all these streets were filled in because of flooding yep, yeah so this is the original ground floor so we thought well let's let's play up the Underground, and, yeah, and this, yeah. and so we knew we wanted a spiral staircase because yeah, space yeah, was premium. And, oh, yeah, and we wanted to bring in the brick and then do the wood floors and uh just have a really fun space for people to come oh, yeah. down, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I walked in, I'm like, man, I love it in here already. And then you start walking around, and like I said, looking at the exhibit, at the exhibit, you're like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. This I, is I think
7: I maybe uh, you know, some nights I may sit in the Snow White vehicle, you know, <laughs> when everyone has gone and yeah. just, you know, maybe smoke a pipe and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah.
1: You yeah. know yes. Walt
7: had his smoking jacket because yeah. Lillian yeah. would make him wear the jacket so he wouldn't smell when he would uh, <laughs> uh, smoke his pipe or, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. or yeah. that, so maybe we'll have some smoking jackets. Yeah, that, I, I would some do that, uh, yeah.
0: but I smoke cigars. Issue so, some stage line yeah. line smoking yeah. jackets. There, there you go. Yeah. I like That'd it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what other events have you been doing here?
7: Well, this is the th- so we did we uh, we debuted the space uh, for May the Fourth. We did a Star Wars themed event, oh. and then yeah, we I weren't that. really sure about that, flow, yeah. so we learned some lessons on that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second one was we celebrated. It was about six weeks ago. Uh, Margaret Curry was in town. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Tinkerbell, yeah mm-hmm. Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And now that she moved to the East Coast, it was like a, a rare opportunity. Right. We wanted to, She wanted to come out and and. Uh, uh, we hadn't seen her in a while, so that was really good. And then, this one was the bigger pushes. We had to do the mobile exhibits, and we just had to add more infrastructure to do this. Um, and then we'll be celebrating our 30th anniversary September 30th. Okay. And uh, that'll be our next big one. Um, but it, yeah, it keeps us keeps <laughs> us rolling here. Yeah,
0: yeah, it totally does. So what are your plans for that, for, the, for celebrating your 30th?
7: So we've got some great artists coming in. Uh, Dom Corona, who's out of Orlando. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a huge social media following. A young guy, very poppy art. Um, Don Ducky Williams, that a lot of people know, he's been a park artist for, mm-hmm. I think, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be coming out from Orlando. Uh, Trevor Mizak, who is also from Orlando. And he does all, he like does... Stone, like etches stone and oh, cool. um, marble and just all different mediums. Um, and then we're playing off of, we haven't uh, finalized our list yet, but we're working on, the whole thing was 30th. So this mm-hmm. year's the 30th anniversary of Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: Oh, so there's okay.
7: a new book coming out uh, by Dave Bozzard on the 30th. So mm. he's going to be coming. Oh, cool. Mm. We're hoping to maybe get um, uh, someone who worked on the film uh, it's also the 30th of Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, boy. Oh. So yeah.
7: working to maybe bring out the producer of Hocus Pocus, oh, who great. also uh, did Newsies. Okay. He's okay. a big yeah. following for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Henry Selleck, who worked you know, as a producer or director, I guess, for Nightmare. He just lives in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. So we thought that would be a great combo. Oh, yeah. Because he really was the perspiration behind Nightmare. Oh, really? And, really? and obviously Coraline.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Kind
7: of a stop-motion legend.
1: Gotcha. And is that going to be like one night only here for that?
7: Well, that one's going to be big, so it's probably going to be like three days. Because oh. several of the artists, we're we they want to do like a painting class. Oh. Where you can kind of paint with them mm-hmm. and learn their style. So mm-hmm. we may break it up into different uh, events and do them in different areas. And maybe there's an evening event. Or like, like tomorrow, we're doing our breakfast coffee yeah. with Kay. Yeah. And, yeah. Because we find that you know just the fri- when we do just the Friday night, we're selling out and there's not enough. Op- there's, we don't have the opportunity, so let's
3: mm-hmm.
7: break up the event yeah, sure. so there's more opportunities. Whether it's more one-on-one time. Nice. Versus, like, you have a hundred people, and it's almost like being at a wedding. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You heard people were there. I didn't really get to talk to anyone. <laughs> and the, yeah. The, the food was good. Someone said. Yeah, that's someone right.
1: said. <laughs> so last night was your VIP event. Yeah. And how was that for you? Was that good?
7: It was great. Yeah, we were. We sold out about three weeks ago. Oh, cool. And uh, it was just high energy. Lots of people. We had one couple who came from Arkansas.
3: Oh wow. Really?
7: Yeah. They used to live in Sacramento. They moved, but they came back because they wanted to. Oh, nice. To come to it. So it's neat to see, you know, people traveling and that stuff.
1: Yeah, that is incredible. And I just, again, as Udi, as Udi said, I love what you've done down here. I love what you've done with the store. It's just, it's awesome, dude. This is like, there's not many things like this around at all. And someone said that this was the one of the top five Disney galleries?
7: Yeah. Yeah, we're Murphy, uh, yeah. in the... Yeah. Awesome, dude. Isn't that, isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. yeah Sacramento? You,
0: yeah, a lot of people wouldn't think about in Sacramento. And then, honestly, when she said oh. that, I was like, it's kind of crazy. It's right here. And, I mean, yeah. I'm I coming to the store now that I, I worked at downtown for a little while. And my mm-hmm. I would you know, drive by. I'm like, I got to go in. And every time I come in, I always feel like, what's new? What do they got? Let me check yeah. it out. And I've been in the store a few times since last time we, you know, we came uh, yeah. to, to talk to you. So it's always great to see what you have going on in the store and then for sure trying to take people through it. Like I I have a guy that I work with who had never been like he ever been in stage nine. Had no idea and he's you know from the area and I'm like, oh come on. So I grabbed him was like we're gonna walk and I walked him up and down the store and trying to tell him like and then and since talking to you, yeah, Yeah. talking to you, I'm like, well because he picked up and was like, well, is this like one big store? And then I kind of, I'm like, oh, happen to know that I, I had this conversation. I told him how you started <laughs> yeah. over here. And he's like, yeah. that's so cool. So yeah. spreading that out about it's such a great place. Um, it, was, it was fun. I mean, being able to educate people on such a great location.
7: Yeah. And I, I think part of that, uh, we just try to treat our, especially our art customers. We're not pushy. Mm-hmm. No. If you like it we'll sell it to you but we're not like hard sell so we've picked up a lot of customers from all over the US Mm -hmm, sure and uh, and that's just our style okay you know
1: how do you find new Disney artists by the way
7: it's usually like uh, they hear you know the the Disney universe they're pretty tight (laughs) yeah and and so they just say oh you need to you know they hear from someone else and Mm -hmm. then they email us and say hey I used to buy from this place and you know we'd like to you know work with you yeah, and, yeah. and stuff and so we just had a new customer from orlando who called us and you know these are the artists we also treat our art you know anyone who comes out here you're our vips yeah we take care of you yeah uh but the, you know they talk and say hey we you know heard you were you know at where were you at oh stage nine oh, yeah. and then the artists will yeah give a you know a good word for us well you know and that's nice. another
0: that's another compliment to have is uh, to give you and just the, the vibe uh, the vibe in here not only here but in your in your main store is that it's not like it's very very welcoming and very like you don't feel like you're you're coming into a hard sell area you're no. coming to a place where you can come and hang out and chill like yeah. everybody who's just here we're, we're all cool like everybody's just cool and just hanging out and i love that vibe and, and creating that and that's what we try to do on our show is just, you know, hang out, we're talking, we're just I may have just met you, but now we can talk like we've been known each other for years and yeah. I like that vibe and, and uh, so I love that about your store.
7: Well thank you. And that was one of the things with down here is that you know we're getting all kinds of people. <laughs> and this might be people's first time looking at this or mm-hmm. they're, Yeah you know, and they may have no plan to get anything. Mm-hmm. And we love that because we're yeah. just we're Introduce mm-hmm. you yeah. know, to maybe Disney history or sure. art or, you know, whatever they uh, what, whatever we're yeah. showing down here. Yeah. Uh,
0: so I remember last time we're, when we talked to you last time we, we talked a little bit about the, the things you're, you're looking for and collecting um, memorabilia-wise or artifact wise. Is there anything um, new that, that you've come across? I mean, um, anything that you've kind of like, hey, I kind of want to get that or have you acquired anything that I mean, I don't. You said there's a lot more that we, you don't have in here. So, is there something that that uh, new that you've come across or have acquired as of
7: late? Well, uh, three of the, yes. the newest pieces that are, is the doors from yeah, that, that's City great. Hall, I the, walked, yeah. the animatronic yeah. uh, A1 dates back to the world's fair and then uh, probably my favorite because i love anything that walt touched mm-hmm. that was part of it is the, probably the microphone stand
0: that is amazing
7: yeah that, that, amazing. One, that, that one
1: right there yeah. yeah
7: now there's a photo down below of walt at that stand mm-hmm. at the 10th centennial mm-hmm. at the disneyland hotel for so it was 1965 and uh actually before you guys go there's a we have a remote and there's a recording of the speech you can hear oh, cool. that he gave on that mic uh,
0: okay we're going to have to record that yeah. yeah Yeah.
7: and it's it's great because it was a, a year before he passed yeah you know and he was saying and uh, you know and you'll hear it and he's like yeah. I don't want you you know people to be thinking we're resting on our laurels mm-hmm. we've just gotten going started yeah. you know and, and just think if he was around longer what oh, else man. he would have trumped uh, up
1: yeah I often thought about that yeah
7: <laughs> you know yeah but he was, you know, driving hard for so long, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: For no, sure. and I, somebody asked me this week, um, like, why do I look up to to all? And because uh, it was a, it was kind of an intense conversation about where we are in the world. And I kind of went, look, you gotta look up to people for what they did, okay? There are a lot of people who are gonna be say whatever, but you look at what they did, and you can always look at Walt and, and looked at exactly like you said, he was driving and moving and how yeah. much he did out of, you know, will alone. You know, yeah. the, the, the unwavering will to get it done. Yeah. And he found what he, he did, what he needed to do. Hey, oh, that's not going to work out this way? Well, then I guess I'll just do it that way. And the inspiration that people can find in him. So that's why I mean, I, I love that Thinking about that that microphone stand, it makes me think about that. Like, even though he passed a year later, that legacy of that can is still resonates with so many people, especially yeah. with me. So I, I don't know. I'm going to get emotional thinking about that because how much I look up to what he did and what he, what he yeah. contributed to not only our country but to the to the world uh, as yeah. a whole.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote he had of, uh, and I have it on my desk of, you know, it's kind of fun to do the to do the impossible <laughs> yeah yeah it's Cause absolutely. there are so many things that people would say you can't do that mm-hmm. or that's not or a theme park that's gonna that'll be a failure <laughs> yeah for Walt sure yeah yeah yeah,
0: well and 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 then looking at what you've done with with this place i'm, I'm sure you've had those moments in time where you're yeah, like oh no setbacks, I, I, yeah. I can i can i'm gonna do this and clearly look at what you built yeah yeah
7: yeah, on a small scale, obviously, but yeah. I do like when people tell me I can't or oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that, that can't happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
7: it's it's like, a so like a oh, challenge, like okay. oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Those, that's fighting words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the There we words. go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fighting words. But no, dude. I mean, you you built this into some like spot for future events. I mean, I could just see it. I mean, this is this could go on for years and years and years of oh, yeah. of the special events, special book signings, special whatever. Yeah. It's just a great, a great venue, and um, you didn't have that bar there last time, right? You, no, you, we
7: made the the back part was there, but we made the front yeah, part. And I remember the back part.
0: You had it down here. Uh,
7: yeah, we're really lucky. We, you know, we uh, uh, our other company, is Stage Nine Exhibits, and mm-hmm. we built museum exhibits. We have this whole crew that we have a weld shop and a wood shop, mm-hmm. and so it's really great. Uh, we can give a project, and they'll just get all excited mm. and like well we'll make a bar and we'll do this <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so nice
7: they can just you know they did most of the work in here so it was fun because we're always building projects for other people so mm. it was fun to do something for ourselves yeah oh yeah so they made all these beams and made these walnut tops and the in the stone work and yeah they were having a great time
0: Oh man
1: uh, if, it feels like we're at disneyland like can maybe be uh, Fantasyland right now
0: yeah like you have that the vibe is all there
1: yeah. yep
7: is awesome. Thank yeah.
1: yeah. Right on, Troy. You've done, you've done well.
7: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank well, you. Yeah. I really enjoy having you guys here. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It,
1: yeah, thanks for allowing us to come down here again. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah Anytime we can help out or just, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't, actually, I don't, I don't know what kind of help we, we can provide, <laughs> but anytime we can get involved in any of these things, we would love to. Oh, yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And um, then we'll have to have you listen to Walt's speech over there. Oh, no, I okay. want to go through that. Yeah, yeah, let's go do that. Yeah.
1: All right, guys. So, listeners, um come check out Stage 9 in downtown Sac- sorry, Old Town Sacramento because yep. uh, there's a little bit of a difference. Um a bit. <laughs> Even if not for this weekend, come down anytime you're in the area. Yeah. Troy may or may not be here, but you can come downstairs. Is the vault always open?
7: So right now it's open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Uh, and obviously the upstairs is open all the time. Yep. The underground part Yeah. Uh, it's open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're working to get it open uh, longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then this the exhibit will stay intact until September 10th.
0: Okay, okay. Cool. So
7: you yeah. have some time to come down and see it. Bring yeah. a friend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Make it a date night. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: Oh no, that would work. Yeah.
7: Yep.
1: All right, dude. Thank you so much for hanging out.
7: Thank you. you thank guys you. Have a great all day. Right.
1: Thank all, you. all right. You too. All right, LTB listeners, that was the show. Uh, We just finished with uh, Troy Carlson, the owner of Stage 9 here in uh, Old Town, Sacramento. Um, But we're going to wrap up the show. This is going to end up being episode number 178. A little bit of a departure from our
0: usual format, but that's okay. Um, Quick thoughts, Udi, from today? Well, I I kind of said it before, and I'm going to... And I always say this, and these continues to prove it, that... Disney and, and Walt and everything that he did um, help put all these kind of things together, help bring people together. In, in, a, in a world right now where, where you don't feel that way, these are the things that that help reinvigorate my my mind, my spirit, however you want to put it, that we can all come together and, uh, under certain banners and certain things that we sure. can't. Sure. So having people like Troy, all the wonderful, I mean, Tanya, Kay, Tanya. Michael, Marcy. T- I mean, Tanya, I, I, how, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm speechless at that level of understanding what these people contributed to our, our, our pop culture, our lives, and, and how, how they all contributed. So, yeah. um, you know, I appreciate the hell out of people like Troy. Who work and endeavor, you know, not only for the monetary gain, but really out of the love of, of doing this and, and being able to spread such a positive message uh, across across, you know, the the country, the world, overall. So, um, I'm incredible incredibly grateful for him all the great people. Marcy, always a pleasure to, to have and sit down and talk to just amazing individuals. And that's like we always say, we've met, we've had the opportunity to meet some, uh, some amazing people because mm-hmm. of this. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm grateful for that. So uh, this is amazing. Um, again, seven years ago, never would have thought that this is where we'd be and how many people we've talked to and how many great, great friendships we've made. So
1: But you are you are stoked that you've taken this journey.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, you know I harken back and thinking to myself what if I what if I would have said no. Yeah, a lot of things would be different for you. A lot of things would be different for me, especially me. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to get too existential on it, I'm just gonna say when the when the stuff comes up and the moment says yes, go, just go. Yeah. So this is just a reinforcement of all that. Uh, yeah, just a great, a great three four hours that we've been here. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Uh, and
1: I'm going to echo Udi's sentiments on that as well. Um, sentiments, I said sentiments, right? Yeah. Sentiments. sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long. Sentiment. Day. Um, like I said, the weight of talking to Tanya earlier hasn't fully hit me yet. But that was Disneyland history right there. Oh, yeah. We're talking to someone who has a one-to-one direction, working with knowledge with Walt and all these Imagineers we've talked about.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I just, I, and I just, I I can't get my mind around that. But, um, you know, I had mentioned before that when I talk about we do a Disneyland podcast, Disneyland, whatever, people kind of make fun of it a little bit. A little bit. a, A little bit, but it just reaffirms me like today that this is the right thing we should be doing yeah. because I'm so excited about going to Disneyland and Disney world yeah. and, and checking out. and just being part of this, this, this group yeah. of people. Um, mm-hmm. lots of, and everyone we've met today was so cool. Amazing. Dude, how cool Michael.
0: Yeah. That, that guy, that guy is so cool. Like, like you said, like, I want to go do, you sit down and have a beer with this guy and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That guy's cool. Absolutely. Cool guy.
1: Um, and yeah, just everyone that's in this Disney family is just is just great. And yeah. like I said, I, I'm very fortunate that we can do this, and I'm very fortunate that we can share it with everyone else as well. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping it, our excitement translates through this podcast for today yeah. because this is something um, you don't get to do that's this crazy. often. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, guys and girls, listeners, uh, this is gonna wrap up episode number 178. 179 is gonna come again. Right couple, on the
0: heels. Right on the heels. We're yeah. going to have
1: J.J. Uh, Bratton to come on and J- talk about some food in yeah. DCA, huh? talk about maybe some drinking in, in Disneyland. We'll see how that goes. Well, how sh- that goes, yeah. Yep. But uh, we look forward to hearing from him. Uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. You can find out more about us on um, Instagram at com. Send us an email at info at com. And there uh, you can support the show with Patreon. Is where well. there. Udi's available at haxgoly.com. Or sorry, haxgoly um, on Instagram. Yep. Okay. And Twitter. Y- and Twitter. You guys know all the uh, rituals by now. Yep. But we want, we want to make it short because we're going to wrap it up. We've been here yep. for like five hours now. Yeah. Um, we're Almost yeah, we're five hours. Out. Oh my gosh. Yep. All right. We love you. Adventures out there. We're going to see you in the parks.
0: See you.
4: I know. It's like, she's a big guest, you know. She loves doing podcasts, so she's like, you know, you know, we probably got the stories now.
0: Oh, yeah. We got a couple.
1: <laughs> yeah, she, we were told only we like four or five minutes, but we were there for 15 minutes talking. So. She was like,
4: yeah, you will not have a problem there. You know, no. it's like, good. Okay, cool. So I'm so glad this worked out, you know, yeah. when you said I want to be there. I figured you had to connect with Troy and he yeah. made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. yep Yep. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so I'm gonna go check in with these guys, and then are you just telling me you're here for? Of course, I told them so. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. When I, tell me when you I
7: want. am So how? Thank hot. you
4: for having my house
7: here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're my house. They're my house. Yeah. Yes.
4: So as I recall, it was on my Instagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I,
7: so, I don't think there was any.
4: Joy. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I'll see if I can you know, pull some connections. Um, yep. So
7: you know, as you guys are available. Okay, Yeah, so yeah sure. we're hanging out. Yeah. Alright, thank you.
1: Yeah. So how's this gonna work? You guys you do like
2: a talk? No talk. It's just
3: that yeah, yesterday's was the talks, and then tomorrow
2: breakfast the with Kay going to speak,
4: and then if they meet Bill, I will speak. Um this is just people today and tomorrow this is just you buy things and get excited. So there's, oh, no, gotcha. there's no talking, this is sort of a the- ah, It's like a breath of
3: fresh air.
6: Boy, was my face red. Can we do that again?